0: Welcome to the Classic Gaming Podcast. I'm the host Robert Ring. To my northwest is Blake Corey.
1: Uh, hi. You, uh, what are you doing with this directional stuff? You're throwing me off. Yeah, we don't do geography in this. Well, podcast. I thought you could tell
0: by your name. This is the Classic I, Gaming Geography, geography Podcast.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> my I'm out of school, man. I'm not learning anymore. What's up my, everybody?
0: To my due <laughs> west is Jay Totoro.
1: Due west. What's up, guys. Or like, dude, west.
0: Dude, west. Yeah. He lives in the West, sort of. Yeah, of course I live in the West. I live in the West Coast, son. West Coast, West Coast, come on. Alright, with that out of the way. um, Oh, and by the way, today's date is January 29th, 2014. Um, So, you guys doing alright today?
2: Yeah, I think. Yeah, man, ready. I'm excited. We got a lot of lot of fun stuff to talk about tonight.
0: Yeah,
1: we do. I'm so, Jay, tons of it. We could go for like two hours. I know. We got to be careful. got
0: Yeah, careful. last time <laughs> we went for two hours and five minutes. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and to we were not. Supposed
1: make... to have a shorter cast, so. yeah.
0: So I'm gonna try to not let that happen again. But we'll uh, we'll see what we'll just we'll see how it goes. So we'll start off with there are a few classic gaming related news things happened over the past uh, two weeks since the last episode. Um, former, so, okay, so we talked about the uh, the, the Kickstarter for uh, Unsung Stories yes. last time. Uh, now, uh, according to the, the guys running the Kickstarter, former Square Enix character designer Akihiko Yoshida what? has joined the team. Oh, I've been, I've been keeping up with it. Are you serious? No way. Yep. Oh, man. Um, I, I do not know that. Yeah, I don't know what game specifically he's worked on. Do y'all know? Do, do no, chance? I don't. Probably, uh, I I'm gonna pull it up real fast and find yeah, out. Yeah, I'm gonna
1: actually Google that to double. Yeah, why don't
0: you? Why don't you? We'll look that up while I keep going yeah. over these.
1: You keep talking.
0: All right. Um, jump to Gamer.com. Uh, announced the new, or they 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 found out that Tetris is going to be coming to Xbox One and PlayStation Four. You're not happy about that, are you? <laughs> I feel pretty neutral about it. I don't oh know. yeah. Uh, <laughs> But there's no word yet as to whether it's going to be some sort of like, you know, awesome edition, you know, like revamped version of Tetris, kind of like that Pac-Man that just came out like months ago, or if it's just going to be plain old Tetris. I have a feeling it's going to be, there's going to be something special. They'll they'll probably do something with the graphics, because, you know, otherwise, why would you specifically just now put on Xbox One and PS4? It's
2: going to be pay-to-play, (laughs) microtransactions. You have to buy your squares.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, so so look for that if you're a Tetris fan. Um, a, uh, a Japanese RPG for uh, that was on Super Famicom, Tales of Fantasia, oh, yeah. with the Ph. Um, have you guys? Have either yeah. of you all played this game before? I've never played it. I've, 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 I've watched, watched the
1: game, it, yeah. But yeah. I got so, I think halfway through the game.
0: I'm not familiar with this one, uh, but it, apparently it's fairly popular among RPG fans. Is it? Can you give us a quick rundown of how how, how good it is, what, what the kind of draw of it is? You guys know more about it than I do.
1: It Kinda was like, I a it. very different kind of battle system. Uh, it kind of uh, paved the way for games like Star Ocean, uh, Star Ocean 2, Star Ocean 3. Uh, it was the original action RPG kind of battle system that those games use, where... Uh, You go around the world map, and then when you get into a battle, it transitions you into a completely different kind of screen. Uh, Tales of Fantasia in particular used a 2D action RPG kind of game uh, where, like, it was a side-scroller in battle. You could jump around, uh, swing your sword, do a bunch of combo magic and stuff like that.
0: Oh, that's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, it's a really cool system.
0: So that, um... That was that just came out for iOS, but here's the thing. So I haven't confirmed this. yet, but but this is what somebody said on the uh, iTunes reviews. So what they've done with this is, is they've taken the original game and altered it to fit a free to play format.
3: Huh.
0: So what? yeah. So this is. Uh, so, so I'll just read the, this this comment real fast. Uh, I love Tales of Phantasia, but this game is designed to exploit its fans. It has been deliberately changed from the original versions for this reason. Uh, blah 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 blah. Uh, the battle tuning has been dramatically changed, making enemies much more powerful than you are without the IAPs, which I don't know what that is, but it's apparently something you have to pay for. So, so, so. Just going down this, I won't read all of it. But so what they've apparently done if, is, so you have to pay. So the pay part comes to like make your character stronger, or to get, uh, to 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 make it to where you don't die, or when you die, you can come back as like when you were like where you died, as opposed to starting over at the beginning of like a dungeon or whatever. And they've also taken out a lot of the save points to make it to where it's, oh. it's more difficult for you to buy. So you have to buy stuff. That's because the characters bullshit. are powerful because there's fewer... Yeah, so... Wow. It sounds pretty shitty. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, some games work really well free-to-play. Some games just don't. And especially when you're taking an... I mean, if you're taking an older game that, that people like to play, then just then just release the game and charge for the damn game as opposed to trying to, to, to change it, you know, to fit free-to-play or, or whatever the, 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 the current fad is.
1: That actually reminds me of a different thing. Before I get to that, I want to uh, go back to Akihiko Yoshida being add to, added to Unsung Story. He's pretty much worked with Matsuno on all of Matsuno, all of uh, the work that Matsuno has done that is my favorite of oh. his stuff. Uh, Yoshida did the character design for Ogre Battle, character design for Tactics Ogre, character des- design for Final Fantasy Tactics, for Vagrant Story... Oh, cool. Final Fantasy XII. So he is maybe the problem behind Vaughn in Final Fantasy XII. (laughs) He's also the man that we get to blame for all of the characters in Final Fantasy Tactics not having noses. Oh, yeah. I didn't even notice that. You've never noticed that? I don't think
0: I have either. Now I have to pull up a screenshot.
1: Oh, my God. None of the characters in that game have a nose. It's really, really weird. (laughs) But yeah, he has done a ton of the art for Matsuno's games over the years so that is awesome to see him out of that project i'm really excited for that
0: yeah it sounds like it's so i mean if, if you're into if if you're a fan of these kind of games this this definitely sounds like a kickstarter you'll want to check out yes yeah,
1: seriously yeah. um and then <laughs> have actually you it,
0: by the way what, what? You, oh yeah i know what you're talking about they don't have noses you're right they just have like a little flat like cute uh-huh. little face
1: just completely okay. flat there. Yeah, but uh, like, the thing that okay. you talking about, Tales of Phantasia, reminded me of is... Jay, have you been keeping up with Final Fantasy VI's uh, iOS release?
2: No. I don't uh, have an iOS device. Or the
1: Android release. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. It's, uh, have you even seen it at all? Huh.
2: Is it, like, oh. completely redone?
1: Oh, it looks terrible. It's really? The graphics were redone. That's about it. Visually, it looks <laughs> awful. And as it turns out... I mean, of course, the visual thing is just my opinion, but there was also a problem, and I don't know if it's been patched or not, where uh, you cannot pass the section where you play as General Leo. You mean, like, it just stops working, or what? It stops working. completely. What? They Bullshit. released a product that most people say looks like crab, and then it doesn't even work. <laughs> you can't even... How does that,
0: how does that happen? How does that even happen? Because they're just
2: trying to take advantage of people who like old games. Which is, yep. That's what they did. why do. I nah, didn't buy most of those remakes. Yeah, me either. Bullshit.
0: So, it looks like you want to avoid Tales of Fantasia, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, this is also... The Final same Final thing Six. happened in Final Fantasy VI. And also, this brings up another thing, uh, Contra for iOS. Is there something we, wrong with it? Yeah, it's... Uh, they, well, first of all, they updated the graphics on it, too. So it just looks like it just looks like lame, you know, like uh, pseudo okay graphics as opposed oh to just geez. like. And also, there's like t- I don't remember if it was for, if the game was actually free or if it was ninety nine cents, but they have like microtransactions all over the place. That's what I heard, yeah, That's I remember that
1: now that you brought it it's up. It's like
0: for bullets. There's microtransactions.
1: Yeah, like you have to buy your gun upgrades or something. <laughs> yeah, <Get laughs> out yeah of I here. think the spread shot is pay to win in that one.
0: Yeah. So avoid Contra too. That's that's just a uh, that, that came that came out like a year ago or something like that. But yeah, avoid that. That just kind of reminded me also. Um, moving on. Oh, okay. nintendolife.com released the news that so there's this there's this band called, uh, Man-, <laughs> it's called Man Factory. <laughs> oh jeez. Um, they they and I I haven't heard about this but they just released the final they 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 just released part three which is the final part of a uh, street fighter rock opera and it's called street fight with three oh, exclusives. someone what?
1: mentioned that to me today. Oh, really? Do you have the link for it? Because yeah, I, forgot I have the link go... for it. it it's All right. it's
0: uh, <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes, but it's manfact manfactory dot so bandcamp dot com. So you can buy the. Full album. It's eleven tracks for seven dollars. Uh, it's, it's really, it's 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 kind of it's pretty funny, and it's uh it's pretty cool. So so, so definitely check that out. Um, but I listened to a few of the um a few of the songs, and in one of them, which is called Ryu's Concern, there's the line "USAs are SOBs," so uh you have that to look forward to. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think that's all of the I think that's all of the classic gaming news.
1: Do we get uh, to jump into talking about games? We yeah. to do
0: get is there anything else that that you guys have that I'm that I didn't No nothing. Honestly I... don't keep up too much on
2: the news type stuff I usually get it from Blake. He's the best. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's the best. <laughs> I got Blake. Alright, let's okay, so let's talk about games. Yeah. Um I'm gonna go last because I can talk about one or two, but I wanna see how much time we're taking. Okay. So uh <laughs> it, so what do you guys when you guys go, can go first. Blake, go ahead. Uh, all right. I'm not right, just this time. I, I have always two
2: games. We can do paper rock scissors. I have three. For the first time, I, I have more yeah, than one. I do have three games I can yeah. talk about right now. All
0: right, looks like I'm gonna be talking about one.
2: Talk
1: about zero, <laughs> son. Get out of here. <laughs> all
0: right, go. We don't have time for this, Blake. I, I'm okay, just... um,
1: let's start with uh, Final Fantasy VI. Oh, yeah. Good I played that week. for my RPG month. Oh um, man, it was just as good as I remembered. I I played through the uh, original Super Nintendo version that I grew up with, that I grew up on. Uh, I've played the Game Boy Advance version before, but the Woolsey translation is what I'm uh, really familiar with. And just playing through that game, everything about it was pretty much amazing. Uh, It was the last time in the series where I felt like... Well, before Final Fantasy VII. And... Where the characters are like individuals in battle, they are—they don't get homogenized like what happens in Final Fantasy VII, which I think I talked about on the podcast last time. Um, you mean as far
0: as so not like not like the characters story like, character wise? Not the character
1: story wise. There's definitely good story characters as the series goes on. I think Final Fantasy VII still did a great job of that, but uh, Final Fantasy VI. In battle, as far as combat is concerned, characters were still individuals. Uh, Locke has steel, Gao is able to rage and turn into monsters, and all this other stuff. Um, The story was still amazing. I think the Woolsey translation added a lot to it, but I would also like to play the advanced version of it to kind of get an idea Hmm. of the original and kind of see what I think about that. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, I I really like to do it uh, so close to when I played the original, so I can really have a much better idea of uh, like what their really big differences are as far as the translation. Kefka, and I mean I don't know what more to say about it aside from like Kefka is the greatest villain of all time. I, uh, Jay, do you can you think of anyone else that's better than Kefka?
2: As far as like you just hate the person enough to where you want to just
0: Oh. Jay feels that like, way about Solid Snake.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good boss fight that I hate. <laughs> that
1: doesn't count. That's different. Um, oh. But, like, Kefka, he is the most glorious bastard in all of video games. <laughs> I, he succeeds in spades at all of his plans. He's maniacal. He's insane. He murders people relentlessly. And shows no remorse. He has some of the best lines in all of video games. Telling your party that they sound like lines out of a self-help book is one of the (laughs) greatest insults in all of RPGs.
0: That's pretty good.
1: It's a little bit meta. In that way, in that he kind of just says, you guys sound like ridiculous cliches, and it's (laughs) just this slap-in-the-face moment, and I love it so much. Like, I don't even know what else to say about the game. It's some of the best music you can find on the Super Nintendo. It is. Uh, It's like top three for me, probably. It's between that and the other two games I can talk, or one of the other games I can talk about today, uh, Earthbound.
2: Ooh,
1: good picks. I'm so proud of you. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so, is this so is it a common? So, what is it about the game that makes it so good besides the villain? Is it the story and the gameplay? Uh,
1: the gameplay is not necessarily anything amazing or super special. It does old RPGs well, it does the old JRPG style, and it does it well. Uh, the Esper system is pretty cool. It's how you learn the magic in the game. If you really feel like taking advantage of it, you get level-up bonuses from different espers. And, I mean, that's cool. It's, it's cool. It's not anything amazing, though. But the big thing that makes this game the classic that it is is uh, so many characters that are so interesting combined with one of the greatest soundtracks of all time combined with probably the best villain in a video game ever. The wow. storytelling of the game is really, really compelling. And, like, uh, to kind of touch more on the characters, I suppose. There's no main, main character in the game, but after playing it this time, it's. There's more main characters. Like, all of the characters are important, mostly. Uh, there's a handful, probably three or four, that aren't that big of a deal. But they all. Come together to play a pretty important part in the story. Then there's a few outliers that are a little bit more important than the rest. But the thing is, it's like, it's awesome because you're not necessarily attached to just one character. Final Fantasy VII, Cloud is the main character. It's Cloud's story. And that's kind of the thing with Final Fantasy VI is it's all of these characters' stories, but then even more than that, It's kind of Kefka's story. It's the villain's story. Which you. I don't know if any other game really. I was going to say, it's really
2: unique to even. Like, just to kind of put in that perspective, even.
1: Yeah. It's like
0: the paradise lost of video games.
1: Yeah, a little bit. I mean, (laughs) it's certainly one way to think about it, yeah. But it's like none of the characters, for the most part, are too much more important than the rest. Which is one of the things that's great about it. Like, you start off the first section of the game, and Tara is kind of the main character. The story sort of revolves around her. She plays a very important part, but she's not the main character. She even disappears for a while. She comes back into the party. She doesn't have to be a part of your party.
2: Cloud does that, all except for the part not being required. Yeah,
1: but he's in he's in I the know. game for a lot longer than yeah, Terra is. Like, you don't even have to have Terra in your party at all in the second half of the game. You don't even have to yeah. find her. She can just disappear forever. Uh, and then in the second part of the game, you start controlling Celis. And she kind of becomes the main character for three hours worth of gameplay. And that's just to drive the story forward... So, like, there's no point in uh, the story where any one character is the main character. Yeah. Everybody kind of takes turns playing a very important part to the story uh, between probably half the cast. So, I think just the way that the the game did storytelling makes it one of the most memorable memorable JRPGs for me. The storytelling, the villain, and the music all come together to make the average or average-ish kind of battle system uh, not matter at all. <laughs> hmm.
0: Cool. Well, okay, so I've, I've heard multiple people say that Final Fantasy VI is the greatest RPG of all time. Yeah, I've heard that a lot, actually. Would it, you agree? It, and if not, to what extent would you agree with that?
1: It's <sighs> definitely up there. I don't... I can't say it's it's the best, but it's
0: definitely up there.
1: Yeah, I don't. I think I'd have a hard time ever picking a exactly. Actually, because they're good for different reasons.
2: You you can't declare one is is greater than the rest. They're all good for different reasons.
1: Well, uh, but you it's easily one of the best. You could revolutionize JRPGs. Really, kind of helped move the genre forward. I think same way that Final Fantasy VII did. Yeah, cool. It's it's easily one of the best of its era. Yeah, no question. No, I agree with that. Not even a question. And one of the best of all time. So, okay. do, uh, do we want to move on to my next game, or do we want to have someone else talk about one of theirs?
0: Let's go ahead and let's just go one person at a time. So, you can go ahead and do your do
1: your All right, first. God. Which one do I do next? All right, Earthbound, I want to talk about probably yeah. a little bit more. So, next up, I'm going to talk about uh, Super Mario RPG, probably a little oh, briefly. Good
2: pick, man. I was going to play that soon.
1: I love it. It's such a good game. It's such a good game. I wish I still had the strategy guide for that one.
2: Oh, I love not to be inappropriate. I love reading strategy guides in the bathroom. No joke. I do that all (laughs) the time. I'm like, (laughs) oh, this makes me want to play this game again every time.
0: That's like my my thing was. uh, I'm sure you guys probably did this too. Like when when I was younger, and I buy, I'd you know we'd go to the store and I'd buy a game. You read the instruction manual on the way home while your parents. That's liberty. a
1: universal thing. Yeah. yeah, okay, I thought so. <laughs> Every time. Like, I wouldn't even wait for the drive home. I'd be opening it on my way to the car in the front. <laughs> oh, no,
0: yeah, same here. I would Like, we would be in the mall usually, and I'd open it and, like, sit on a bench in the mall and, like, read it while my parents went to, like...
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, good times. Yeah. So, Super Mario RPG, it's a... Uh, uh, the title is kind yeah, of. Totally I was gonna pretty. say. Where you going with this? It takes like the Super Mario lore to a degree, and then it just stacks on so much new stuff. It's a uh, it's a game done by SquareSoft. Re- rest in peace. Squaresoft. I didn't know that. Was it really
0: the, the Super yeah. Mario? lore? That's an oxymoron, I didn't know that maybe- right?
1: Well, a little bit. It's like It's got Mario, it's got Peach, it's got Toads, it's got the Mushrooms. Yeah, I guess
0: there's some very bad... I, I guess you can count that as lore, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, there is a little bit. It's got like the setting, yeah. of, the, the backdrop. Most Mario games have the pretense of having lore. Mario RPG actually does something with it. It takes uh, all those old ideas, it takes Mario, Peach, etc., And it puts them into a game, but it puts them into a very developed RPG world. There's all sorts of different zones that you get to go to. There's the Mushroom Kingdom. There's Nimbus Land. There's Bowser's Keep. And there's all these other towns. You meet mole people. You run into Yoshi on Yoshi Island. And it's... I don't want to say mature, because that's not right. (laughs) But for a Mario game, it is mature. It actually... uh, I think it, its target audience was teenagers that had grown up on Mario. They did a damn and, good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like, it, it, it addresses the audience as not being complete children, which is really different for a Mario game.
3: Yeah.
1: It's, it, like I said, it's not maturely written, but for a Mario game, it's very <laughs> maturely written. Uh, and just the fact that it doesn't treat it, its audience like <clears throat> simpletons, like idiots yeah. and that's something that I think endeared a lot of people to the game when uh, when we grew up on playing it and I was caught off guard by how cool that was when I was playing it this time around it's also it actually does something cool with the battle system and I think that's probably the most important thing to talk about with Super Mario RPG aside from its very different storytelling for a Mario game, uh, the fact that the combat is the first that I know of which featured timed hits.
2: Ooh, was, uh, okay. was Paper Mario before that?
1: No, Paper okay. Mario was... Uh, oh, that was 64, not an 64, yeah, yeah, right. okay, yeah.
2: Okay, that's right. Yeah, I think so, you're
1: right. It's the first one that I know of, and then it went on to be featured in most of the Mario games since then, yeah. or most of the Mario RPG games since then. <laughs> And what it is, it's basically when you time an attack, either from your team or uh, from the enemy, uh, you can get, like, a bonus on it. It's pretty much the game's critical hit system.
0: What do you you mean by if you time
1: it? You press Uh, a certain button. Yeah, you have to press the attack button at a specific time. Yeah, yeah. we talked about this with Paper Mario, yeah. Each animation. So like Mario will go up if he'll, if he has the hammer weapon equipped you'll want to hit it like right as he's about to swing it from above his head and that'll do a critical attack. He'll do 1.5 times damage or if you time it great you do like two times damage. And then when an enemy's attacking you if you time it perfectly you take no damage from the attack or you can cut it down to like half damage. And it was just a really involved way to make the game a lot more interesting than your usual turn-based or active time-based uh, JRPG, like we saw from uh, Final Fantasy VI, for example, which didn't have too much going on in the battles compared to something like Super Mario RPG, where you're always wanting to watch where your characters are, where the enemy character, where the enemies are in their attack animations, and trying to time it so that you get the most out of every action in battle. And then, like, it, it's, like I said, we've seen it uh, develop into a lot of the other Mario RPG-type games that have come out since, like Paper Mario, Thousand-Year Door. I think it's in Mario & Luigi Superstar it Saga. It is. I was just thinking
2: about that. That's a great series, too.
1: Um, and then like the one that I'm a big fan of, that I like it in the most, is a little game by the name of uh, Shadow Hearts, which is actually a PS2 game. So we won't talk about it too much, but uh, Shadow Hearts, the entire series, kind of takes that idea of timed hits and takes it to a way bigger level than uh, our Mario RPG ever has. Uh, the way it works I'll touch on it very briefly. Uh, it has like a judgment ring, and it's basically a clock, and a cursor swings around the clock, and you have to time it, uh, and each character has a different amount of button or a different amount of times that you press the button the while heck? the cursor goes around the uh, Judgment Ring. And it's got very slim areas where you get to hit a critical hit. If you miss, like, some character will be able to attack five times a turn. But if you miss the ring, you only attack as many times as you hit it. It's a really cool development of the system. And uh, seeing it in Mario RPG kind of just made me think about where it, that timed hit system has gone since then. Yeah, really seriously.
0: Cool. It's, 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 it's interesting that is, to me, it sounds like they really did a. Again, I haven't played it, but this is based on what you're saying. To me, it sounds like that they did a really great job of somehow hitting a spot between making it more mature for, you know, people who had grown up playing Mario and were now a little bit older, but also not abandoning the kind of innocent you know, feel of the Mario games where it doesn't take itself too seriously, it doesn't really cover too serious, oh, know, yeah. it doesn't cover serious ground, but it's still just, that, that's, that's really cool that...
1: The game is still, it's very, very lighthearted. <laughs> it's got some really good humor in it and it just, basically just doesn't treat its audience uh, like the kids that they were when they were growing up with Super Mario originally. Um, I cool. think they were pretty much aiming exactly for the people that were my age and had grown up with my lifestyle. And they nailed it completely. <laughs> People that had nice. grown up on Mario and had liked RPGs. This is uh, the perfect blend of the two. I don't see how it could have gotten better.
2: Wow. Good picks, man. All, All right. right, I cannot then... believe the three games you picked this week. Like, these are three games that I've probably <laughs> played more times than I have fingers.
1: Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I'll actually touch on this uh, after I get into it a little bit more. Well, maybe I'll open up with this. So the other game I played recently, I actually just beat it again last night, was Earthbound. SNES or NES? Super Nintendo. Okay. It's yeah. the better I one have never sure. actually played the original Mother. And I don't think I ever will because I've heard it's really, really great. It's
2: really bad, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's just fun because you get to
1: fight lamps a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, in Earthbound, you get to fight Taxi yeah. shit.
2: So. <laughs> I'm sold. <laughs> Earthbound is such a good game. Holy crap. It's an
1: amaz- the game is literally years, if not decades, ahead of its time. I love the dialogue. The dialogue, the- just the writing of the game. Like, Okay, before I jump into that, I-, I guess I should actually talk about the game itself. I remember seeing the box for this game in uh, Blockbuster. When i go to rent other games, and I was like, that box art looks awesome. It says it's an RPG. I want to play that. So I I bought the game eventually, and it comes in a... Like, the regular Super Nintendo boxes are probably, like, three inches tall, five inches wide, something like that. The Earthbound box is, like, six inches tall, seven inches wide. Oh, really? And the reason it was so big is because every copy of the game was packaged with a strategy guide for it. Now, at the time, Nintendo kind of made a big mistake with this marketing campaign. Their whole marketing campaign was, This game stinks. Now, the reason they were saying that is because the strategy guide was being packaged with scratch-and-sniff cards. Oh, this was their whole genius idea for this game. I don't know who thought it was a good <laughs> idea. But their entire marketing campaign was, This Game Stinks.
0: And so then when nobody bought the game, exactly. then they were like, Oh, joke's on you. We meant literally it stinks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I hope so many people lost their job for this decision. Because it's a great game that was uh, had a poor... It it sold terribly in the US. Did it really? Uh, I didn't uh, know that. uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. It must
0: have been the same marketing team that came up with the Wii U marketing plan. (laughs) What was the Wii U marketing
1: plan? Uh, Non-existent. Yeah. (laughs) jeez. So that part aside, it comes in this giant box. You get a strategy guide with it, and it is literally the best strategy guide ever. There is no strategy guide that is better. Did you ever have the that... Uh, no, Did i never that? had that
2: strategy I've, I've looked at it, I've never owned it myself, unfortunately. Oh my
1: god, it was so good. The scratch and sniff card thing was stupid. What but it the reason like? it was so good is because it was really in-depth. It was a great strategy guide as a strategy guide. Any strategy guide can do that. It can tell you, this is the map of the area, this is what's in this treasure box. Yeah, so there's a
2: walkthrough, and then there's a strategy guide. There's, there's two yeah, different yeah. things, essentially. Yeah. And that's
1: the thing here. This yeah. one has the same character that the game has. It has the same charm. What it does is, like, you'll go into a desert area later on in the game. And the section of the strategy guide that talks about that area is, like, a tourist guide. (laughs) Every every town that you visit in the game has, like, its own tourist guide section. So, in the desert section, it's got, like, a picture of a sphinx. It talks about the history of that area. It makes up all this goofy stuff. They've got little, uh, like, snippets of goofy tips. Like, there will be a couple that is standing on the side of the beach. they are shadows. You can't really see them. And then it just has this little tip, like, oh, hey, if you use a rock candy in battle while you have sugar in your inventory, you won't use the rock candy. Just little touches like that mm-hmm. that perfectly fit in with the writing of the game. And I think the writing of the game, God, there's so many good things to talk about with Earthbound. I cannot believe how good this game is. So can
0: you give us the premise? So what's the basis of the game? Like, so, what's
1: all a- right, yeah, that's the next thing I really need to talk about. So the game opens up. You're in your house in the middle of the night, and there's knocking on your door. Some, one, one of the neighborhood you're, you're like
0: a little kid, right? Is that yeah, right? you're a little okay. kid.
1: It's set in a modern kind of society. It's not a medieval RPG. It's not a steampunk RPG or anything like that. It's set in like America. Well, I think it's actually technically supposed to be Europe uh, based on one of the thing. I can't remember which thing it is now, but I think it's actually supposed to be Europe. And it's just uh, there are cars driving around. The main character uses a baseball bat as his primary yeah, weapon. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, you can also use yo-yos and slingshots but those actually suck as weapons so you just leave a bat on him all the time and you leave the house there's a meteor that's crashed in your neighborhood, you and the other kid go inspect it and a a bee comes out of it and the bee's name is BuzzBuzz and the bee says, Ness that's the main character, you are the chosen one, I'm here because this badass Gygus is ruining the future and I need you to stop him and you're like, "Oh, all right, cool. Let's do." This. <laughs>
2: 90s RPG, let's do this. Yep, exactly. <laughs> you are a badass. Go do this.
3: <laughs>
1: so you go around and you meet a couple of people. One of the characters is named Poo. Um and it's just a super surreal game, which is exactly what it was going for. Uh, it's very very meta. It it like just completely subverts your expectations of what an RPG is. Constantly. Yeah. You'll talk to an NPC that will tell you, oh, hey, Ness, I heard that you've been growing a lot stronger. You should go and fight and get more experience points. And it's just... like I'm trying to think of some of the more specific examples... I, I would help you,
2: but I haven't played it in so long. I want to played play it again so long, now. Yeah. Oh, God. Like,
1: it's just such a good g- I'm trying to think of the really meta kind of things that happen. Like At one point, it's, it, this isn't a meta thing. It's just one of the quirky bits of writing. The game has amazing humor. I think that needs to be said. And this instance, you walk up to uh, this fat guy that owns a company. And on each side of him, he has two guards. And you talk to one guard. And the guard says... "Um." God, I can't remember what the line is, but they say, like, two things that are the same words, but they mean different things. Like, one guard says, get out of here, oh, kid.
3: yeah.
1: And then the other guard says, uh, I'm going to get away from you, kid, or something like that. And it's just like, why is he saying it's <laughs> what, what the? I'm trying to remember the exact phrasing right now. I think one of them says... That confused
2: the crap out of me when I was a kid. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, it just it's just stuff like that in the game. I think he says, "You'd better run, kid," or and then the other one says, "I'm gonna run." Yeah, <laughs> something really run weird kid like something. that. It's like they're saying like, the same yeah. thing, but they switch one word around, so it means the uh, something completely different, so implying that he, one of them is chasing you and the other one wants you to like get away from him or something like that. It's really cool. Um, just the writing across the entire game is great. And, like I said, it just subverts your expectations of JRPGs at that time throughout the entire game. Uh, the Like, the only bad thing I can say about the game is um, it's a little grindy. It's not as bad as Mother, which is essentially Earthbound Zero for anybody who doesn't know that whole thing. Uh, it's basically just stuck in that kind of old JRPG mindset of you should have to kill a couple of random monsters very often to stay leveled up properly and stuff. So that that part gets a little old. Aside from that, I don't think this game does anything wrong. Yeah, I mean, especially the for the The music is great. Yeah, especially for its time. Especially for that. The music is great. The story is very subtle about kind of talking about JRPGs in general. I think it's actually really well done. I think it tries to say a lot about just living in general, and I think it does it really well. I don't want to spoil too much for anybody that's going to go out and play it, um, but just pay attention to where you are, the kind of things that you're doing, and stuff like that. I think there's two more things I want to talk about. One of them is just a little funny thing that I noticed on this playthrough. Uh, You get this spell called teleport at one point, and the way that teleport works is that you need to run really fast in a direction and then you'll be able to teleport to a different town. And I kind of sat back and I thought is a is toy, who is the guy that made the game is a toy trying to say that running really fast is like teleporting <laughs> to get to some place quickly, all I have to do is run really <laughs> fast to get
2: there. I was just thinking like, in my head, I was like, wait a minute that makes sense, but it doesn't.
1: Exactly. Like, my mind, I was, my mind was completely blown when I thought about that. I was like, is that really something so subtle that I've never thought about that until just now?
0: That's pretty funny.
1: So, that blew my mind when I thought <laughs> of that. And then the other thing, this is actually another great Super Nintendo era RPG that does something creative with the battle system that helps it stand out in a very big way. And what it does is it has the rolling HP mechanic. So what that means is that in battle, your character's uh, HP is displayed like it's on a slot machine. So you've got the three different rows of numbers, and when you get hit, that starts rolling down. You don't instantly take that damage. So let's say that your main character, Ness, is fighting a tree, a territorial oak, which blows up when it dies... And Ness is sitting at, like, 50 HP when the fight starts. And you kill it. You kill the tree. The tree blows up when it dies, and it hurts you. It hurts the entire team. And Ness takes 100 damage from the tree blown up. Well, that 100 damage is a mortal wound. It's going to kill him. Right. But since it's the last enemy on the screen, all you have to do, you skip, you just spam your way through that text really fast. You want to get out of that battle as fast as possible. Because when you get out of that battle, all of a sudden your HP has stopped moving at whatever it was when the battle ended. <laughs> That's cool. It's a really, really cool, interesting mechanic. And actually, you can even use it in battle. So, like, say some enemy uses an attack that hits your entire team. Everybody's dying. And then Ness uses some heal all spell that cures everybody. And your last member of the team, Pooh, is at, like, 5 HP when the heal finally, the heal text finally reaches him. <laughs> and he, it saves him from the brink of death. I love and it. And it's just that kind of crazy mechanic. It completely changes the way that uh, turn-based RPG works. Because normally in a turn-based RPG, you're always sitting there with enough time to think about every single move you want to do. But in Earthbound, if one of your characters is dying, all of a sudden you have to like completely change your priorities. You might have your main character use a heal spell on one of the characters, and normally, the other characters would be using their big, flashy kind of attacks. They'd be throwing bottle rockets at enemies, they'd be throwing out spells and stuff, but now, to help speed things up and make sure that you get to that heal in time to save the character, you just have all of them use their auto-attacks. Their <laughs> regular attacks. You just spam everybody. Go shoot him, go bash him, go punch him in the face.
0: <laughs> That's Quit. really funny.
1: And just the way that that completely changes the way that you approach that kind of a battle system is really, really amazing. It seems kind of
0: like part of the humor.
1: It is. It it does add to the quirkiness of the game. I'm just shocked that that mechanic has never seen more use. I don't know how it hasn't. Yeah, it's true, actually.
0: Well, it seems the pretty, sp- other I mean, it seems like it pretty
1: specific. Three.
0: I mean, it seems like really specific to a certain style of game to me, based on what you're saying. Like, I couldn't see that working in, in, like, most RPGs that are, like, really serious in tone. It seems like something like that, like you said, it's a little bit meta. I don't see it just working across the board, or even in. I think it cases. could.
1: It's definitely a meta gameplay choice in this game. But I don't think it strictly has to be, like, subverting your expectations of how a turn-based system is supposed to work. I think it could work, definitely could work, in different games. It's just no one has tried for whatever reason, which is really weird to me. Hmm. So, and then Uh, uh, the other thing I forgot to touch on, to add to the humor of the game... Uh, obviously, you're you're in a modern world. So, what are you going to be fighting,
0: Robert? What do you oh, expect yeah.
1: to be fighting in a game like this?
0: Uh, bad guys with uh, black robber masks on and guns. He's close. Close-ish. Like, you know, like, sock, ma- like sock hats, or whatever. Um, like like masks. I mean.
1: So the kind of things you fight. You fight giant rats. Oh, of course. Ants, slugs. Not bad, you can normally find those in RPGs. And then you'll fight something like the unassuming businessman. Yeah. And the new age <laughs> retro hippie. And yeah. a mad taxi. And a cup of coffee. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> is that the one you fight at Toaster in or is that the first one?
1: Um, I think it might be the first one. Yeah, I think that's the first one. Okay. Uh, in this one, some of the other inanimate objects you fight, you fight records. Yeah. You fight loaded dice. <laughs> and I, I just think that, again, it's just such a char- some of the amazing charm of the game to just be able to pull something like that off and make it cool. Like, like I said earlier, you literally fight living trees that have big, <laughs> smiling, happy faces on them and they blow up when you kill them.
0: Sounds pretty cool. I think there's I'm some in, drug use I'm, involved. <laughs> I'm interested.
1: <laughs> I really recommend checking it out to pretty much anybody. The gameplay, it, it shows its age a little bit. But the experience of playing Earthbound and becoming immersed in that game is... It's something that I think everybody can appreciate.
2: Awesome! You, you had such good games this week. I hate you. You took three <laughs> games that I was probably going to play over the next couple months. I'm still going to play. Sorry.
1: Him. Yeah, you're still going to play them. We can talk it's about. Okay, it I'm pretty sure I'm going to take
2: one away from you, so I don't really care. Mm. <clears throat> we'll see. Well, I'm sold on
0: Earthbound. Earthbound oh. is a really
2: great game. It's it's awesome. My Super Mario RPGs—they're all great. Like honestly, all three of your games this week are really, really good.
0: Yep. Yeah, I'm sold on all of them. Or I, I, I would. Earthbound probably would have been the third of those, like in order that I, that I wanted to play, but I, I, even though I, I do I have always wanted to check it out, but at this point right now kind of I think it maybe took the priority of the other two for me
1: I think it's a game that you would appreciate more May, Super Mario RPG, I think you would like more I think so I, I think you would enjoy it
2: more I think it's more nostalgic with Earthbound
1: yeah at least it's well cute. that's part of it, but like i haven 't played it in a long time, and coming back to it, just like I said, the experience of that game and the way that it just takes RPGs and says, no, that's not how games yeah, right? Is uh, amazing, especially for its time. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, so also, that's all I got. I've talked for, like, what, 40 minutes now or something? 35 seconds. <laughs>
3: all, right.
2: all right,
1: Jay. All right, so Jay, you're a, let's, let's see what you got. All right, all
2: right, so this week I got three. I'm going to go shortest to longest, as always, Giggity. Um, the first one... <laughs> is a game called UN Squadron, which I don't think... You... Oh, are yeah. you serious? I don't think yeah. either of you guys know the title. Holy oh, shit! Yeah. So this is a game that I played when I was a kid, and this, I yep. could not remember the freaking title for the life of me. I had to Google a bunch of different things.
0: But essentially... You Googled, know, like, uh, airplane fighting games? Yeah, yeah, I Googled uh, airplane
2: fighting games that are popular oh, for, for SNES.
0: So,
2: so it's, an air, it's it's your typical airplane game. Obviously, you move up and down, you have special abilities... But it's was, side
1: just yeah, exactly. The it's a side... See, I
2: wasn't sure if that was the right terminology for it.
1: Like, radius. So,
2: you basically pick one of three ships, they all have different abilities. Um, uh, certain ones are definitely better than other ones, but the thing that captures this game for me is, one, the gameplay is so... Like, I cannot believe how good the controller is at reacting properly. Because, I mean, this game, if you... I played on easy after a while, because I could not beat the harder modes, it's just unbelievably difficult... But there's so much going on, and that if with a Super Nintendo controller, I just imagine that part, part, certain times are probably cut out. It did great. It, it did wonderful, and I mean the gameplay is awesome. Um, obviously, it's a game where you spam your auto attack to try and clear up planes. The boss fights are one of the coolest things about this game. Each one is unique. My favorite one that I that actually completed, because I actually didn't beat the game. I got to, like, the second to last level, wow. and I, just, I could not beat it. Nice. It drove me nuts.
0: Oh, you couldn't beat it?
2: No, yeah, I could not do it. It was driving me crazy. I
0: remember, I remember playing that game a whole lot and never beating it. Yeah, it's,
2: yeah. Very, like, it's very grindy. Like, essentially, what I did is I would, I would focus on a level for, like, two or three hours. No joke. Two or three hours at a time, just grinding these levels around. Like, I, I basically memorized where all the planes were going to come from ran through it the boss fights though are so random there's no pattern to certain bosses and my favorite one was the stealth bomber this guy was a piece of shit he basically flies in from the bottom of the screen and if you're in the way of him he doesn't give a fuck he'll just kill you he instantly kills you after clearing the entire level and I,
0: i vaguely remember that yeah and then
2: he proceeds to fly up and down in front of you and drop these two cluster bombs and they like kind of float for like a couple seconds and then they explode and shoot projectiles in all different directions at the same time, he's dropping bombs from down below his body, and from behind me he's shooting an automatic machine gun. So, and, and, it's like, it's not that bad, like, at first, but the problem is, as you get him lower and lower, he changes the delay on this, on the explosions of the, uh, frag grenades. So, like, one of them what? just one time was on top of me, and it just blew up, and there's nothing you can do, like, it's 100% kill. But God. it's a really fun game it's very difficult I did rage quite a bit at certain parts of it but the music the music is amazing every level mm-hmm. has different music it is so freaking amazing it's such a great soundtrack I, I can't believe it such a great game I can't wait to actually beat it I'm taking a little bit of a break from it
3: because <laughs> so
2: no, no joke because I played normal all the way to like 60% of it because there's only like 10 levels no joke yeah. there's like 10 levels yeah. I mean, maybe even less I played it on normal and hard, and I could not beat it. So I went to easy. I still can't beat it. I'm at the second to last <laughs> level, and it's the, this boss is such a bitch. And just, oh, I'm so glad you guys have played it though, because I was like, I was nervous. You guys to be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, and oh, yeah, it. I've
1: played it. I yeah. have not gotten as far as you even. I didn't prior to, to this. I didn't prior stage. to this. That it's game is so much fun. hard as balls. Yeah,
2: yeah it's like really it. hard. Um, so I really, really appreciate that game for what it is. It's nostalgic. Music is. Unbelievable, one of my favorite soundtracks I've heard. I could not believe how good it was. Um, So the second game that I played was sort of a request and sort of a game I've been playing a little bit recently, which was from one of our our, uh, fans, I guess you could say, was Theme Hospital. Theme Hospital is a game made by one of my favorite companies of all time, Bullfrog. Uh, Bullfrog, I believe they're from Australia. They got bought by EA, I believe. I could be completely just making this up. But Sounds essentially, great. Bullfrog made a great amount of games. They made Dungeon Keepers, which I made Robert play, who hated it. They made Populous, <laughs> which is one of my favorite RTSs of all time. And they made Theme Hospital. That's right. yeah.
1: I forgot they did Populous. Yeah.
2: I'm actually going to play Populous soon, so just, it's a little nice. boring. But, uh, Theme Hospital is basically a rollercoaster tycoon, but in the form of a hospital. But with a little bit of a twist. So essentially, you're given a hospital, you basically get to map it out. Here's the fun part, though. When you hire people to work in a hospital, they give you a backstory on each person. So you could hire the stupidest person to be your doctor and the hottest person to be your nurse. Like, you can basically go through and just read them, and they're, they're kind of interesting, and like, it varies on pay and different things like that. Really, really fun. It's not super difficult, necessarily, because you can kind of, obviously, if you have decent strategy, strategy and planning, it's not too bad. But where it becomes kind of fun and humorous is the, the diagnosis that come out of it. Some patients will walk in, and they're invisible, and you have to find a cure for them, which is just completely random, and then other people will come in, and they have this thing, I think they call it Big Head, where their heads are just fucking massive. They look like Stewie from (laughs) Family Guy. Like, it's unbelievably realistic, and it's so funny, because what the doctors do to fix it is that the patient walks into this machine, the doctor, like, pushes on this thing, and it pops his head, and it deflates like a balloon, and then he, like, reinflates it, and his head's normal. Wow. (laughs) And the guy's happy, like... I don't know. It, it's a really really fun game. It's it's they made it for Android. Don't don't download it. It's freaking brutal. It's really stupid. Oh yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's 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 a really fun game. I would recommend buying it from GOG. Um, and I'm actually going to kind of jerk GOG off a little bit because I've been playing. I've been downloading a lot of games recently and have a lot of trouble getting them to run on Windows Seven. But everything I bought from GOG works ninety five percent of the time, perfect. Um, Theme Hospital is on GOG. It's five out of five stars and it's five ninety nine. Great game, would love for anybody to play it's really, really fun.
0: By the way, we talked about this a few episodes ago, GOG has a thing where if you do buy a game from them and it doesn't work, uh, then they'll give you your money back yeah. for it. And it's, uh, like, so far, I mean, I'm three for three right now with games in, like, the last two days, I hate you, Robert,
2: but GOG <laughs> is a just still great. a sale going on right now, did you know that? No, I'm not, not going there, I, I, <laughs> don't I need look, don't money, look. I need money. Um, uh, but, it's just but, a great uh, game,
0: I mean... So- so I play. I actually played Theme Hospital oh, pretty you? recently. Yeah, I played it, and of course, of course, I got it from a GOG sale. They had like a bullfrog <laughs> sale. It was like, it was like ten bullfrog games or something what? like that. What? Like oh, it. I missed it. Yeah, it, this was a while. This was like, like I said, this was like five months ago or something like that. Um... And, and it's, this, is actually, it's, this is funny, because so you love Dungeon Keeper, yes. and, uh, and you love Populous, a Bullfrog game, yeah, and you love uh, Theme Hospital. I love Theme Hospital. There's and another Bullfrog game, too. I didn't... Yeah, there, there's uh, Magic Carpet is one of nope, them. I've never played that. And there are some others. But, um, and so I played Dungeon Keeper, because you got me to play it, and I kind of liked it, but then I ultimately didn't really care for it. I feel the exact same way about Theme Hospital as I did about Dungeon Keeper. Really? You don't like it? I didn't... It was I repetitive. Care, like, when, I, when I started playing it, I had tons of fun. Because all, all the things you were saying are true. And yeah. I, like, I like all those things that you were saying just for the same reasons that you like them. The thing that gets me, though, is that it's not really... I mean, it's sort of like a Sim game, but it's it doesn't give you as much freedom as a sim game should. It's true. It's, it like, yeah. You, like you're actually, you actually go through levels in the game where it's like this level, it's like, get your, uh, hospital up to like where it's, I don't know, like earning such and such income and like, that's your goal or something like that. And, uh, and then you advance to the next level and then like the next level is like, you, it's like a different hospital and then like, but it's like a little bit bigger and maybe it has like a, an extra wing on it. And, uh, and then you get, like, more stuff to build. And it's like, all right, build all this stuff. It's like just how Dungeon Keeper goes. It's like you do this and then you go to the next level. That's the same thing as, as Theme Hospital. You In the next level, like, you know, people will come in with, with a different sickness and you got to, like, build a new machine and uh, have all the right, you know, you have to hire the, the right amount of doctors, have, you know, plan the waiting room out, right? You're planning the whole layout of the hospital, with the, like, even the bathroom and all that just right. And then once you do all that, you know, like, the inspector will, co- will come in and check things out. And then if everything looks good, then you get money and then you pass that level and then you go on to the next level. I I feel like it was sort of so so the the packaging on Theme Hospital says something like Run your hospital however you want, you know, uh, you can let it be dirty and crazy, or you can like, try to run it efficiently, but that's not actually how it works. The goal <laughs> is like, you have a goal for each level where you're trying to get up to a certain level of efficiency, and then you pass that level and move on. It's not just like, have fun. You can play free of...
2: mode, though. There is a free mode where you can just... Oh, kind of... is there? Yeah, yeah, there's a free mode where you can just do whatever you want, at least, at least in the version that I downloaded. And somebody may have modded it, because I've been running into a lot of that lately.
0: Interesting. Okay, well then I might, I might have to go back and check out free mode, because I, like, I kind of like that idea. It sounds fun yeah um but to me I got like it just really lost me once I got to like the fifth level and I was like, all right, I'm just like you know, and and it wasn't even cha- it wasn't really challenging to me either. It's basically like you do what you you do what they tell you to do, you build a certain number of rooms and then you sit there and wait for a minute until you get enough money and the inspector, you know the health inspector or whatever comes in and checks things out and then you get and then you pass and then you go on to the next level, so it kind of lost me there uh but but I, 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 I'm you know it's 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 got enough charm that I'll go back and check out the free the free play mode because that sounds a little bit more interesting to me. Yeah
2: no I, I it's it's an early sim game I mean that's the thing you can't expect you know the the freedom that some of the ones have today but I don't know just for its time even it's that, like, I, I mean that was it. even
0: around the time of SimCity, sim City it 5, was South, and like you said theme uh, theme park or Total
2: Roller Coaster Tycoon.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. Roller coaster tycoon, like all Should those games, do the things that, that I would expect from a sim. But theme hospital, from from the part that the or the game mode that I played, did not catch Debbie Downer, Robert. I know. I'm gonna go kill myself now. I always am. <laughs> but but, but <laughs> again, it's, got a nice again. It's, it's got enough charm. It's I agree with everything you said. And it has enough charm to where I'll go back and check out free free play mode. Be better. I will. I'll be so disappointed. In you.
2: Alright, and so my third game, I'm hoping that one of you guys have played this game because it's one of my favorite games of all time and I'm still actually playing this one. I play it, I probably play it once once or twice a year actually, just all the way through because it's just so much fun. Um, it's made by 3DO. It is Might and Magic 8, Day of the Destroyer. Um, I
1: wondered if that's what they uh, yeah, are talking about. Yeah,
2: so, so I've played a play couple it. of the games in the series. This is my favorite one by far. It is very cool. The graphics is a game made in like, I think 2000 is when it came out, like right on the like right on the end of the millennium. Um, but essentially, it's, a, it's an RPG. Um, you make your first character. You get to pick between races, classes. You're limited on both of them because it's an early-on RPG. Um, each one, obviously, has special special specialties that it gets for being certain races and classes, etc. And then, basically, you kind of just go out into this world. It's almost like an early-and-the-most sort of, kind of. It's a pretty limited world. But I'm essentially walk around, you can fight monsters, you can go do quests, you can level up, you can do a bunch of different um, professions, between like alchemy, um, you can do merc- mercantile if you want to be a good a merc- merchant, I guess. Um, and you can specialize in different types of weapons. Each class obviously is better at certain things than others, and there's a good variety of classes. Like the easiest one that I've seen to beat the game is a Dark Elf. Um, the two biggest things that that make them so useful in this game is perception and disarm trap. Perception allows you to see things that characters don't normally see, and how they do this in this game is it just starts flashing red. So if you walk into you're in a, walking through a dungeon, right, you'll see this red square on the ground. Don't stand on it because guess what happens? You'll probably die. So if you don't have a character <laughs> with perception, you don't know this trap's there. So you just walk in this room and you freaking die. And it's like, it's really fun because this time I'm doing something kind of different. I'm going four of one class just for the hell of it, just because I wanted to try something a little different. So I don't have Perception. And I don't have Disarm Trap. So Disarm Trap, what this allows you to do is if you open a treasure chest that's trapped and you don't have Disarm Trap, it explodes and kills you. (laughs) <laughs> but what's really, what's really cool is they give you kind of a variety of things that you can do to get around these types of things. Obviously, the perception one's a little bit hard to get around, but like, for instance, like the instance, the traps, almost all of them are trapped in the game. Um, the class that I'm playing is a necromancer, and it has a ability called telekinesis, so what I can do is I can stand very far back from the treasure chest, use telekinesis, tele- whatever, fuck it, um, and open the treasure chest and set off the bomb, and then I can go over and loot the treasure chest. Really cool stuff. It's, like, really kind of get to wrap your mind around it. Um, There's a lot of different puzzles in the game. It starts off, like, really, really good. Like, the first dungeon has all these different puzzles. Like, you walk in this room. This temple is almost like Indiana Jones. Like, that's kind of the best way I can put it. You basically go into this room, and there's, like, six platforms that are spaced out. And then there's, like, the other side with the door. Okay, so the second you jump on the first platform, it starts shrinking down and down and down. So you basically have to jump across. Not a big deal. The second room, I think it's the second or third room... You walk into this room, the door shuts behind you, and the floor starts opening up in front of you, and there's spikes down below. There's no information, you have no idea what you're doing, and all you see is a bunch of dead bodies below you. So you're like, okay, and the floor is progressively opening more and more. But as the first time I played through it, I was very young, so it took me a couple times to figure it out. But there's these snakes on the wall, that you basically have to click on all of them and activate them all, and then the floor freezes, and you can basically open the door and leave. What but it was like, hell? this is a game in like early, early 2000s. like really, really cool stuff. This is only the first dungeon. And then progressively as you get through the game, um, it gets like more and more difficult. You get to create a variety of characters, build them differently. I don't know, man. There's just so much to this game that makes... Oh, I didn't forget about this. So, have you guys played... You guys have played TGCs, like Magic the Gathering, all that kind of shit, right?
1: Uh, a little bit, yeah. Okay.
2: So, in this game, they have their own... TGC, you can only play at inns, and basically every new inn you get to go to, you can play the guy once. You can play him unlimited times, but the first time you get a prize for it. And it's like this really, almost complicated TGC that's really, really fun. You basically <laughs> have a tower and a wall, and then you have resources. And so you can focus on killing your opponent, building resources, or building your tower to a certain one. Any one of those will win you the game. And it's like really, oh. really fun. And it's, there's a little bit of RNG involved, obviously, because it's, you know, it's against the computer, but... yeah. I'm just trying to think what else. This game is just unbelievable. I can play this game for the rest of my life, probably. It's so much fun.
1: I think I watched uh, one of my friends on Twitch played that one pretty recently. Uh, it's just I've tried to get into some of those first-person RPGs before. Yes, it is first-person. I recommend that. Yeah, it's just very difficult for me. I don't know what it is. Actually, all of the Might and Magic games. that I've <laughs> I was gonna
2: say, I'm pretty sure all of them are like that. Besides the
1: no, well, there's the uh, the Heroes of Might. and Magic. I was gonna say Heroes of Might and Magic. That's
2: it. It's kind of I can't consider that separate. Almost uh the...
1: Yeah, it's a separate thing, but it's <clears throat> yeah. still Might and Magic name. But AM. like I've I've tried playing them a little bit, and it's just I can't get the games. Uh, there's something I'm missing with them gameplay wise. Like I I suck at them. I die, <laughs> and I'm just like I don't actually know what I did wrong here. That's so funny. Yeah, you, I save a lot. Like, honestly, I do save a
2: lot because you die quite a bit and, like, there's certain things you can do, like, throughout the game. Like, there's a, there's actually a really good story behind it and you find, like, there's certain dungeons that aren't required to do the, the to beat the game, but you can find different pieces of the story along the way and, like, added little things that make you kind of want to do certain things or form certain alliances. And... Yeah. This is actually... There's a boss in this I'm going to talk about in a little while when we talk about our favorite bosses because this is actually one of my favorite bosses of all time. It is unbelievably unique to me, at least for this this time frame. But all in all, really great game. Music is good. It's not anything amazing. It's it's, it's good music for the game. It's nothing that I, you know, hum to or anything like that. I'm trying to think there's anything else with it that's really, really innovative. I don't know. I really like the Alchemy in it. It's just really fun because you just get to pick shit up off the ground and mix it together and he makes some really yeah. cool stuff, and that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Um. What do you think of Might and Magic Ten that just got released on I Steam? I haven't like last played it.
2: I haven't played it. I'm actually probably going to play some of the new ones. I've only played the older ones prior to eight. Ah. Uh, yeah. I actually might start trying. I'm nervous to try the other ones because I feel like it won't be the same thing for me. But yeah. Yeah.
1: That's a definite worry.
2: Yeah, because some of those older games, like sometimes they do, they have one good, like Heroes of Might and Magic. The third one was my favorite one, and like the newer one sucks balls. I think it's up <laughs> to six now. But, yeah. One of my favorite games of all time, Might Magic 8. If you like the Might Magic series, if you like first-person RPGs, play this game. It's so much fun. I can pl- I've I played it probably 30 hours or like, the last week. No joke. Every time Robert and I have been in call this week, that's what I've been playing. It's so much <laughs> fun for me. Yeah, so those are my three games. Uh, Might Magic 8, Theme Hospital, and UN Squadron. Kind of a different variety for me, but good. Yeah, segment. that was
1: way unexpected. Know, when you man. said U.N. Squadron, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I, know, I knew I knew it
2: was going to three off of that one.
1: I knew it because, God, I love the music in that game. Oh, my God, it's so good. Um, have you played any of the other, like, kind of uh, Gradius side scroller shmups? No,
2: that is the only one
1: I've ever played,
2: and the reason is really? because
1: it's so nostalgic for me. Yeah, it's oh. I really, I might try
2: some other games and kind of branch out a little bit. But I'm still an RPG lover at
1: heart. Yeah, if you do play any of the other ones, mm-hmm. I would like recommend Super Earth Defense Force or Super EDF. <laughs> Super Earth Defense Force. It's Sounds amazing. Like first grade it's it game. Like, That's awesome. Instead of having like, power-ups in the stages a lot of the time, like, oh, if you want a homing shot, you have to find this specific thing. What happens is that at the beginning of each stage, the game goes, choose your weapon. And there's like eight different weapons that you can choose from. There's the Vulcan gun, which is your usual red-white kind of bullet shots. There's uh, the homing attack. Then there's homing missile... No, homing laser, which is a like a more powerful homing shot, basically. <laughs> they, they all have their different strengths and weaknesses. Then there's missiles. There's... Uh, God, I'm trying to remember some of the other ones... I think there's one that shoots behind you.
2: Oh, that's kind of cool. That's probably really... Sp- yeah, did
1: you did you ever get to the
2: boss in UN Squadron, by the way? So this boss is one of my least favorite bosses since <laughs> we're talking about... Bo- so UN Squadron, I'm kicking the shit out of this game. Like, I'm really far in. And by the way, when you wipe in UN Squadron for the last time, you have to start from the very beginning. So God. it's very time... Just frustrating. Anyways, so this boss, I, like, grinded my ass to this level. It's a very difficult level. There's a lot of walls so you can bump into shit. There's grenades everywhere. Lots of bad guys flying around. So you get to the boss... If you don't have a certain type of weapon, you cannot kill him. He's above you, and Sick. he has two shields, one on either side. Yeah, you have to have the missiles to go directly up in order to kill him, otherwise you can't.
1: That's so stupid. Yeah, I was so
2: mad. I was like, I just, made it, I just spent like two hours grinding this level to get to this boss
1: that I can't kill. That's the boss that I'm stuck sucks. at. I ended up just quitting, because I was like, this is stupid. Yeah, I wouldn't blame you for that one. Yeah. Jesus, that blows. That's yeah. one of the other things that I just remembered. Like, in, uh, in Super Earth Defense Force, you get... Like these, uh, you have these things that orbit around you. I—I don't if I'm remembering the right game right now. Like <laughs> these two things that orbit around you, and you can change the way that they interact with you. What they do is like depending on how you have them set up, they'll do different things with your weapon type. So you can have them orbiting around you. Uh, what are the other? Do t- you like almost run into
2: options? them like with it?
1: No. Okay. Um, like they just run around. They like they'll orbit around you, and depending on what bullet you have, they'll do different things. Um, you can have it so that they follow you, so that like you'll move in a line, and they'll follow behind you, kind of like old JRPGs mm-hmm. where you have multiple party members and they'd be walking behind you. And then there's another way that you can have them set up, but I don't remember what it is. And it's just, it has, like, all these different little gameplay options available to you. That's really cool.
2: That's legit. I I cannot believe how good some of these old games are, though.
1: Yeah, yep. So, out of those, like, Super Earth Defense Force is probably my favorite. It's not too hard, and depending on your weapon choice, it can actually be way too easy. So I don't want to tell you which ones that you should use, okay. but uh, yeah, I kind of like
2: figuring that stuff out. Like some yeah. of the ships in in UN Squadron are better than
1: others for sure. Like. Yeah, just flat out better. Yeah.
0: In in UN Squadron, wasn't there like a money system where you where you actually buy? Yep. Uh, okay, that's one yeah. I, I pretty
2: much got the the best ship in the game after like four levels. Like I pretty much had it from like halfway through. the game. Uh, really? It doesn't make that much of it. It allows you to get any super weapon that you want that you can purchase. Um and I think it's like a little bit stronger and recovers a little bit faster or something and it has it can I can get a little bit higher level but it's like if you had the the best ship in the game from level 1 you would still it would still take you a long time to get through the game. It's super hard.
1: So Robert, have you ever yeah. played? Do you play many of the other like gracious side scroller shmups?
0: Uh not a lot but but some.
1: Did you ever play Super Earth Defense Force or Super EDF? No. Oh man, that one's really good. You guys should both definitely check that out. It's a lot of fun.
0: I think one of the games I'm going to play this year, maybe soon is uh, super R-type.
1: Oh god. Good luck with that. Is it hard? I don't, I, like. I remember that one being I pretty don't hard. remember.
0: I played it, but I don't remember. All I remember is like, like the graphics were really cool or you know like the visuals are real cool. Yeah. And that's, all, that's like pretty much all I remember. Have you played? Uh, this is getting off on a tangent, but just because I'm I can do that, I'm gonna do it anyways. Uh, have you, uh, Blake? Have you played Jamestown?
1: Yes, yes, I have. You like, are you a fan of that game? Oh yeah, that was a lot of fun. Great music too.
0: So Jamestown, by the way, is is not a classic game. It's a uh, it's an indie game that came out what like uh three or four years ago. Two, three years Two? ago. Two, three, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's not a it's a top down one like a bullet hell top yeah, down Yeah, more
1: like uh, nineteen forty
0: three i
1: haven't played that but oh those were uh there were old arcade games and uh nintendo games
0: well if if for anyone who's a fan of these kind of games definitely check out jamestown it's a really awesome top down uh you know shoot the enemy's coming down on you from the top of the screen. Game <laughs> and it's got some really insane difficulties, and it's oh it's only got God, like five levels, but it's got like so much replayability be- just because of how difficult you can make it. And it's, it's a-
1: got uh, four different ships in the regular game, and then if you buy the DLC, it gives you another four too. And all of the ships they uh, they do completely different things. With yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. They really are different.
1: Uh, and it came out in uh, 2000, 2011, June
0: 8th. Okay. Anyway, so that was just a whole side note.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so Robert, what games did you play?
0: Well, I played two. I'm only going to talk about one, so we don't go too over this time. And I'll talk about... And, and I've, I haven't gotten, i have gotten... I have a little ways to go still, so I'll save it for the next time. But that one is Metal Gear Solid.
3: Hey,
2: yep. so, oh, my
0: God. I'm only... So I talked about podcast over Metal. Gear, so I talked about last time how Metal Gear Solid is one of my favorite video game series of all time. But I actually have never played the first Metal Gear Solid, strangely. But I finally got to it now, and I'm playing that now, and I'm I'm loving it. But I'm not going to talk about it too much, just to save time. I'll, we'll talk about that more next time. The other game I played was Fallout. Ooh, the uh, first one. The first one. By request of uh, the of Shane Sanderson, who was our first emailer ever. He uh, requested a, uh, we play a few games. Theme Hospital was one of them, and Jay picked that one up. And uh, mm-hmm. Fallout One was another one, so I played that one. Um, and uh, so I had never played Fallout One before, but I had it. I, I, I it was in my GOG account, and uh, I did not I did not have very much fun playing Fallout One. Really, I was curious <laughs> if it was any good. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, it, it's a good game. I can't say it's not a good game, especially for its time. Uh, I feel like it got a lot of stuff right. Like, they nailed the atmosphere. Like, the just the whole feel of the game. So, you know, the Fallout series, most people are probably familiar with Fallout 3 and... Uh, New Colorado. Vegas. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, based, it's a post-apocalyptic, uh, you know, it's it's... The, the premise of the game is there's been nu- nuclear fallout, your main character has been living his whole life in a, uh, in a fallout shelter, and like nobody in your generation has seen the outside world, but now you have to go out for, for a specific reason and check things out, and you're like wandering the wastelands of what's left of the world, and there are people that, that, that survive the fallout one way or, the, or another that, that live out there. And you're having to do. In this case, you have to. You're supposed to go find like a uh, some sort of uh, piece of technology that, that filters the water for your shelter because yours broke, and that means you're, only, you're all your people only have like five months of water left. Um, so they like like I said, they I feel like they nailed the atmosphere. They really make it feel like a desolate... Even with characters in it, they made it feel like really desolate. Um, the score is perfect. It, it just adds to the to the feeling of, of desolation even more. Uh, it, I, 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 the game itself is really well made. It's, the, the production of it is great. Um, it just feels desolate, it's, it's, but at the same time it's also it's frightening. Like, we, the first time you come across a rad scorpion, um, just, just the way the, the, the visuals work and, and the scale of a scorpion compared to your character, it, it, it just all works really well. Um... The combat system is good, but it also is where things start to go wrong. So, I, I kind of enjoyed the combat system at first. It's uh, it's 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 just a turn-based, uh, like I guess it's like a hexagonal grid, um, combat system. So it's it's pretty, it's pretty basic. You and you do have action points each turn, so you know you're not necessarily. Uh, restricted just to doing one thing. Like, if you have enough action points, then you might be able to, for instance, like, attack, and then also heal heal yourself in one turn. Um, for
1: anybody who hasn't played these old games, uh, but has played the newer Fallouts, this is where uh, the new games get their VATS system mm-hmm. from. I was That's
0: just cool. thinking
1: that. Exactly.
0: Um, but at the same time, this is where things start to go slow, because the combat is really slow, and it's kind of... Indicative of the whole game. The whole game just really moves slowly. So, like, of course, the first kind of creatures that you're fighting are rats. And, uh, like, you might get into a battle with a rat, and then, like... So you, you get into a battle before you're actually within attacking range of the rat. So you're in a battle, and then you move up to the rat, and then the rat attacks you. And then it's your turn... And you have enough attack points to swing at the rat with your knife. And then you do that, and you miss. And then the rat tries to attack you and misses. And then it's your turn. And, and, you, and there's not just, like, an X button that you can mash. Oh, you have gone. to, like, go down and choose to, to attack and click on the rat and all this. Um, and then you hit the rat. And then, so you hit him once, and then the rat does damage to you. And then it goes back, and it's your turn again. And you do all that, and you swing again, and you miss the rat. And then the rat does the same thing, and then you hit the rat a second time on your next turn, and then you kill the rat finally. But then the thing is, there's eight more rats, on this on, like on the screen right now that you have to get past to advance. Terrible. So yeah, like it just goes way too slow, and then
1: I much- agree with that. I've actually played. Uh, probably less than you even um i've played maybe an hour of the original fallout before okay, not including character like... creation
0: <laughs> i played like 2 or 3 hours
1: <laughs> okay yeah i it's just like the ui is really dated for one and then like you said it's really 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 slow especially when you miss like five attacks in a row yeah on a rat that won't stop hitting you and you're just like okay i'm getting frustrated in a not fun way at all right now uh-huh
0: and so you'll and it's so you'll go, then you'll, you'll finally come across a town which, which is really, you know, it's cool how you just stumble across towns and, and explore them. I mean, that that kind of adds to the whole feel of the Fallout world, and it works. But then, like, you'll come across a town, talk to some people, and then, like, go farther and get to a place. And then, realize, and you know, kill some more rats, and then get to a part and realize, oh, crap, I needed to buy a certain item in the town I was in to be able to advance farther here. So then you got to go back out, exit, get back to the world map, go back to the town, And then if it's night, everything's closed. So you have to, like, exit the town and then, like, kind of wander around the map because as far as I can tell, that's the only way to get time to pass. And then once it's, like, daytime, then go back to the town, buy whatever you need, uh, go back to the world map, go back to the location you were at, and then, like, you might, you know, be in an area for, like, 10 or 15 minutes and then come across a creature that, like, you have a hard time killing because maybe you ran out of bullets or something. Uh... And then, so then it starts you over at your... It's just... It just is... uh, It's really, really... Like, you trudge through this game. Wow. It's just... uh, Blake, how far did you... Did you get to the show? It's like... I made it to
1: the first town.
0: Okay. (laughs) And that was
1: about it. And I was like, I think these conversation options and things could be pretty cool, but... I can't make myself play this anymore. I just can't.
0: That was how I felt. I got, like, one area past the town. (laughs) And then I went back and forth a few times, like I just described. But I I felt the exact same way. I was just like, I I was trying to play it, like, at least maybe a couple more hours because this was by request and I wanted to get a good feel for it, but I just couldn't take it anymore.
1: (laughs) Yeah, my playthrough, just to clarify, is actually from years and years and years ago. Well, quote, playthrough. <laughs> That's right? a bit of a strong word, I suppose. Um, so I actually wasn't playing it for, specifically for this. I was going with my past experience. And just it, it's, it's so slow. The combat is so slow. It's, it seems like it could be a really cool game, but I can't make myself do it. I might try it again at some point, but not right now. <laughs>
0: if you try it again, then let me know how it goes.
1: Yeah, I will.
0: So it's a shame, because they got so many, and, and back in its time, it was, I, I know, it's its a really beloved game, and a lot of people really enjoyed it, because, you know, back, back in its time, this this wasn't anything out of the ordinary, as far as gameplay goes, and, and they, production-wise, they nailed so, they got so many things just perfectly right, but I just couldn't, it was just way too slow for me to take. So that was my experience with Fallout, um... And that's for, that's that's really all I have to say about it. Like I said, I'm not gonna, I don't want to go into to Metal Gear Solid this time. We'll talk about that next time. But that's as far, that's 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 pretty much all I have to say about Fall, Fallout. Uh, unfortunately, I know because I know that game has a lot of fans. Um, so that's that's all we have to talk about games or the, the games that we've been playing. So we're gonna move on to uh, the the final or the uh, penultimate. Uh, portion of the podcast, which we're going to start doing on a regular basis now, which is our uh, top threes, where we each come, where we have a top three list, and we each come up with our top three things for the list. This week, uh, we're doing our top three favorite boss battles. And by the way, when we do the, do the top threes, we're saying that these are our personal favorite, whatever. We're not trying to declare necessarily that that these are
1: what we this objectively is the best thing ever, right? right yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so we're, so these are our top three uh, favorite boss battles. And uh, who wants to start? Well, okay, look, I'm gonna start this time. There we go. Yeah,
2: you were last. Yeah, you've been okay. so far.
0: Yeah, I'll start this time because I haven't, I didn't have a whole lot to say with Fallout, and I know people like to hear me talk. So, uh, okay, so my number three favorite boss battle of all time, or or in in classic games, is from Metal Gear Solid One. Oh God.
1: Yep, solve this I, I already know who it is, even.
0: Uh, Blake, you want to say it?
1: Psychomantis. Yep. Yep. Hideo, so, Hideo, Hideo, Hideo.
0: So, Psychomantis Mantis is... So, to, to Metal Gear Solid, the whole series does lots of interesting things that, that other games just don't think to do. The Psycho Mantis boss battle, I'm not going to give it away, but this is one of them where the way you have to beat... And, and, and I heard, I actually heard about the way this this battle works long before I played Metal Gear Solid, um, and probably a lot of even if you haven't played Metal Gear Solid, probably most people have heard about this also. Um, but just the, the the thing you have to do to beat psychomanus is, is really interesting. It's not, it's something that no other game had ever done, and I don't, and probably has not done. And it's just, uh, it's, it's just really cool, and it kind of adds to the to the whole feel of the, the Middle Gear Solid series. So that's all I'm going to say about it. Psycho Manus from Middle Gear Solid 1. That's my number three top favorite boss battle in a classic games. Let's go to Jay.
2: Oh, what? Oh, we're going to number three? Number three. I didn't put them yeah, in any the order, time. but let me, let me put
1: them in order real quick. So yeah, one, do I don't have an order either. I'm just going to use one.
2: Here. Let me see here. All right, so actually, my number three is going to be Might Magic Eight, the game I played this time. There, so basically, the gameplay—you you know what it's like, Blake. But essentially, it's—it's it's, yeah. Oh, this is actually something I forgot to talk about. Kind of jump back on it. So, Might Magic Eight, you basically walk around. You can use uh, ranged attacks or or spells or auto attacks. It's really interesting, though. If you hit Enter on the keyboard, the game turns into turn-based, where you get to move, then the opponent gets to move, and vice versa, which is kind of cool. You can turn it on and off however you want. Um, but it's actually most of the boss fights in the game. You basically are just you know trying to stay alive and damage it. But there's one boss in particular that really caught me off when I was playing the game. It's close to the end of the game, and he asks you three riddles, and that's kind of the entire boss fight. But the riddles are kind of cool, kind of like it's the three riddles are things that you can figure out just by thinking about them for the most part. And um, here, I'll actually ask you. I'll ask you guys one in just a second here. Um, yeah, it's Is that better riddles. Well, they're fun though because it's it's interesting because like some of them are like, oh, yeah, I could have figured that out just by thinking about it. But other ones, you kind of have to do some research in the game. Oh, cool. Let's see here. Um, I'll find them as as we're sitting here. But anyways, it's just a really cool boss fight. It was really unique. And when you finally, like, stump the guy, like, once you actually figure them out, it's kind of cool, and it kind of raises your self-esteem a little bit. (laughs) And because the guy's like, he's like, you're never going to figure it out. But then you do, and he's just, like, mind-blown, like, just utterly destroyed. I don't know. It was just really, really cool, especially for a game like this. Awesome.
1: Yeah,
0: I really liked it. All right, Blake, number
1: three. Oh, man, I gotta pick between these. This is this is rough. So you, okay, I'm just, you, you, you mentioned I'm probably just gonna the... go from top to bo- or bottom to top here.
0: Okay, go ahead. Do so you mentioned before the podcast that you have a lot of honorable mentions that you oh want to? Oh my god, I have so say. many
1: honorable mentions I could use. I don't even know if I'll touch on them. Okay. But um, for now, we'll we'll go with my number three pick ish. It's it's one of my three picks. Let's just say that. Okay. Uh Quake Lane from Final Fantasy Tactics. Whoa, 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 who? Quake Lane, the first of the Lukavi demons that you fight.
2: I love you so much. Oh my god, <laughs> you're going to laugh so hard.
1: <laughs> oh
2: my god, I'm so... I love you so much. God. That yeah.
1: moment in the game is one of the biggest holy shit yeah, what yeah. the fuck oh, is happening god. moment god, love you. Are you
2: single? Game. Holy
1: shit. So what happens is that at this point, you've only been fighting normal people and, like, chocobos. Yeah. You get up to this guy, there's this evil, crazy count. And you fight your way into this fortress, you fight your way through a bunch of mercenaries and stuff, and you've been here, you've been getting hints about, kind of, some crazy stuff is happening behind the scenes of the politics of this world. And you get up to this guy, and he pulls out this stone, and he's like, this is the power of the gods and he turns into this evil, disgusting demon, monster oh demon god. that rips open his own stomach and spews magic at you, yeah. does all kinds of new attacks that you've never seen, <coughs> hits you with tons of status effects and stuff. It's a very difficult boss fight for one, and for two, the story elements of the fight of, like, oh my god, what is Going there's on. a there's Black. some RNG
2: to it. Like th- that boss fight is insane, dude. He can like yeah. literally open and just shit on you like instantly. Yep. It's so <laughs> crazy. Out of his open stomach. Yeah, he shits on you from his stomach. Yep. So it's I true. think
0: we we've, we've talked about this before, and I've I'm I'm still working through Final Fantasy Tactics. I started playing it like it. actually uh, eleven months ago, and <laughs> i have like probably. I don't. Even, I haven't even made it to this boss yet that you're talking about. <laughs> just don't um, talk to
2: me. You played through freaking Metal Gear Solid, and like oh, better, oh, my, but... oh my, I'm done with the podcast. Rip, brother,
0: <laughs>
1: ring, rip. You're dead to
0: I, me. But I, but and so I've said this before. Like I've played it in such like with such huge breaks in between that I don't even know what's going on with the story. I think what I'm gonna do is just wipe my game and start over. Yeah, you You have to. You just play it through.
2: Just take out your tampon and play it through. It is such (laughs) a good
1: game. Like it It is is legitimately one of my favorite games. That's that's
2: what I'm
0: gonna do. That's
2: that's better. I
1: swear to God, Robert. Yeah, that boss is easily one of my favorite bosses. Just because it's such a crazy, kind of out of nowhere moment, but at the same time, there is some build up to it. But it's major shock value, and it's a really difficult boss at that.
2: Awesome. So now that we've gone through one cycle, you guys want to hear one of the riddles? Okay, Okay. yeah. Okay. So the first riddle, this one was this one I figured out on my own pretty quick. Let's, let's, um, the
0: rule is we can't go on with the podcast no, at all. Shut, <laughs> shut up. It <laughs> is. The first one is,
2: "Where does one serve to pay is not free to leave, but is free when one leaves." Jail. Yes. Blake got it. Yes. Yeah. Damn. Like the first one is it's pretty it's pretty simplistic, but the uh, the I think it's the third one. I literally almost like slipped my wrist. Like I was getting so mad. Let me see. I'll see if I can find that. Let me see if it's the second one. Hold on a second. Go load, load. Wait. There you go. Jail.
1: <laughs> Just oh, it's jail. It was the last one. The first two I couldn't quite follow it, but then you're free when you leave. Yeah, you know? exactly.
2: That really kind of gave away. Now that I looked at it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, here here's one. Uh, what is what is there when you enter a room and cannot be outside though you leave the door open? Wait, say we say one more time? What is there when you enter a room and cannot be outside though you leave the door open?
0: Uh You. I'm not going to tell you the answer
2: until you get it. Like, I won't actually give you the answer. That's not, that's not the answer? No. Are you, are you serious right now?
1: If I, you that your... was actually my first guess. Oh, part, really? Like, that's almost too stupid to <clears throat> it, though.
2: The the second one's kind of stupid. I'm not going to give you the answer. It
0: cannot be outside, and what was the very last part?
2: Though you leave the door open. Okay. I don't know. Um. I'm I'm, I'm I'm sorry, I'm never going to
1: tell you. Say it one more time.
2: Uh, What is there when you enter a room and cannot be outside though you leave the door open?
1: You better not be Googling this. No, I'm, t- I'm writing it down on <laughs> notepad so I can look at it I'll later. Just mess and it. Just keep well, all right, we'll that. think about I'm it later 100%. so we don't
0: have to do That's the disservice fine. of listeners <laughs> just listening to us think about the answer.
1: Yeah, we'll move on. I'll <clears throat> keep thinking about this. Uh, there, when you enter the room, they cannot be outside. Though yes. you leave the door open? Yes.
0: All right, I'll think about it, too. Okay, um, on to number two. So back to me. Uh, my second favorite... Boss battle in classic gaming. So, alright, so I had a little bit of trouble, like just even thinking of lots of boss battles, though I do feel very strongly that these are definitely my top three favorite boss battles. I'm cheating slightly on this one because this, so so we've kind of, I don't know if we've talked about this, like out, like outward, like if we've actually talked about this on the podcast, but we've discussed it amongst ourselves uh we we sort of define classic game we we don't have a strong definition for what a, what counts as a classic game but the guideline we go by is no we steam like games. it to be we like it to be 15 years old but we'll we'll but we we set a 10 year minimum yeah. for it to count as a classic game this game is 9 years and like uh 2 months old so
1: Ooh. Ooh, so I'm a little man.
0: But it, but it did come out in the year two thousand four, so it came out in the tenth year ago, but just not actually that. What is it? Ten full years ago. So Metal Gear Solid is, two, Metal Gear Solid three. Oh my get Out of here. <laughs> well,
1: well, all right. We know who this one is then. Blake, you should wanna, I say this one too? You can. You can say it. The end. The end.
0: We talked about this one on the last podcast and in another context, uh, in the, on the last oh episode in a different context, I don't even actually remember why we were talking about it, but uh, so the end oh, is one of the greatest boss battles, I have to say, just like, out, just, it's just one of the greatest boss battles ever. In your opinion. <laughs> this one isn't even in my opinion. God, you're stunning. <laughs> Two Sorry. from the same genre, do you have no shame? So, the end... Dude, we've been talking about RPGs, like... <laughs> no, well, RPGs. Well, yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess, but... So, 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 the end is a... And we're not a, done it's yet. It's a sniper yeah. battle. So, the end is a sniper. He's a very old guy and he's a sniper and this and so the boss battle against him is you're in a huge like forest area and it's got like lots like multiple areas you know like different screens that you can run off to it's not just like most middle gear solid uh, boss battles where it's where it's confined mo- you know pretty much to one screen not all of them but a lot of them are there's it's a huge area that you have to run around and he's hiding somewhere in his camo and you have the sniper rifle also and you're hiding so you're both hiding so you can't see the other one but you also have to obviously find the other one. So sometimes you'll like see a glint of like his his scope. Uh after you look around for like minutes or this this is a fight that that can actually last like hours if you if depending on how you play it. Which is which is which is really what makes it so cool because you're both hiding from each other. You have to keep moving because the very first time I actually played this this fight, I I just like where I was where you I was all the in camo yeah and I just sat there and waited and just looked like it was like across a ravine that I was watching and if you do that he'll eventually come up behind you and get you um, but it's it's just really cool because it's really like it, it's it really is uh, like organically it just really works really well with how you're hiding from each other and trying to like scope each other out and find each other across such a huge distance
1: are you trying to and, tell me that you have fought him with the sniper rifle instead of knocking him out? Uh, I've done it both ways. That's what I'm about to get to. Okay. So
0: so before I get there, though, there are actually, besides beating him in the battle, there are two other ways to beat him. Um, and we talked about one of these last time. And and, I, and the other one, I, we actually talked about both of them. I won't really spoil one, but there is one way to actually kill him before the boss battle even occurs. Um, That's a little bit spoiler so I won't say how. And then you just don't even have the boss battle. The other way, as Blake discussed last time, is... If you get to the battle and then, like, you save your game and quit and come back, like, it's like a week later or something like that, or you can set your system clock a week forward, he's so old that he'll just die of natural causes. And so you'll turn your game back on and he's dead and you won the battle. Um, and, of course, the other way is to kill him. Now, you can you can do, like, a typical sniper battle, which is kind of, like, the way it's set up to be, but you can also... Um, There's another way to do it where you can sneak up if if you can find him, like you can actually sneak up behind him. If
1: it is so hard,
0: it is hard. However, there is there's an easyish way to do it. I don't know. I was wondering if you had heard about this, uh, Blake. This is how. So if you do it this way, all the bosses have a way of beating them. Where if you don't actually kill them, you knock them unconscious, you get their camo for the rest of the game. And the way, and this is kind of spoiler So, so maybe put down your, maybe mute the your volume for like six seconds if you don't want to hear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll give you the thumbs up when it's safe to listen again. Okay. Yeah, we'll thumbs up. Be sure you've got the video up for this part.
0: You can so if he, you can sneak up if you're really good. It's really hard. You can sneak up behind him and surprise him that way, and you know shoot him with with your like uh with your tranquilizer. An easy way to do that, though is if you if you find if if you have uh if you put on your thermal goggles and run around, did you know about this, Blake? If you put on your thermal goggles, you can you see can his see, footprints. Yeah, you can see his footprints. Yeah. that then,
1: still doesn't make it that much easier though. It's still a pain. It was for me when I did it anyway. Really? Yeah. That
0: was the way I did it and I feel like I I I did it in like 15 minutes as opposed to like an hour or two or it three. It took me a
1: while. I think it was probably 30 minutes to an hour. Really? Yeah.
0: So anyway, if you do that, then you can follow his footprints, and then you just got to be careful when you sneak up behind him, and then you shoot him once, and you have to do it like three or four times before you actually beat him. And that's how you that's how you beat him with that's how that's how you do like a no-kill run, and you get his uh his camo, which his camo is the best camo in the game. It actually it just gives you one hundred percent uh camouflage. Does it? I think so. I I, well maybe it's one hundred percent, but only in like. Actual grass, like
1: I think so, and that's the one that gives you regeneration in sunlight.
0: Oh no, that's what it was. That that's yeah, that's what yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. It gives you regenerate. So if you're in the sun and you and you're wearing his camo, then then you get health regen. Um, so so that's that's the end. It's just, you know, it's got so many cool ways to beat it. But then just like just like how it you can, it's like an actual sniper battle that could take hours to finish. No other game has has really tried to do that or. Or actually succeeded in doing it, so I'm gonna stop going on about it. But that's so that's my second one. Is the end? Can I unplug my ears? Huh? Can I unplug my ears?
1: Yeah, you can. Yeah, you'll probably want to for this. Oh next. god, here it comes. <laughs> yep, yep. What do you What do you think it is?
2: I don't know. I don't know. I'm excited more than anything.
1: Okay. Um. It's. I'll put it this way. It's a game that I talked about today as a Ooh. as a little spoiler. Uh, you, if you think about this for more than a minute, you'd probably get it. Uh, this boss is the final boss of Earthbound. Ooh. Oh my
2: god, I, was, I, almost, I almost picked that, no joke. <laughs>
1: um, I, uh, there are spoilers here. I'm probably just going to go ahead and talk about the boss, because it's important to kind of make people understand why this boss is so awesome. Uh, the boss is Gygas, which is talked about from the very beginning of the game. Um, it is a very, very, very different fight from any other final RPG boss, even the ones where it's like a gimme win, uh, like in, say, Final Fantasy X, which I won't spoil that one, uh, but the last boss of that one, it's a free win in that last fight. Oh, you mean the very last? I thought oh, you, mean after. Yeah, very, very okay. last, yeah. Okay. yeah. So, with really Gygus, you fight him, like, three different times. The first time, you're fighting him and the fat bastard neighbor asshole kid that's been uh, just taunting you since the beginning of the game. And you kick the kid's ass. He unleashes the machine that's holding Giygas back. And Giygas turns into this giant formless freaky thing. And from there you beat up this giant formless thing a little bit. And then it moves on to the last phase, which is where things get really cool. At this point, you have used up The chances are you've used up a lot of your resources. You're running low on HP, on psychic points, etc. And you have one option left on one character, and all you can do is hope. And I don't want to use another word, a synonym for hope, because that's actually the command that you're using. You have to use the pray command to beat the boss (laughs) so this character paula starts praying she has a pray command she's had it the entire game it's pretty much useless most of the time so you you never use it all you have at this point is swinging at the boss and praying literally praying and paula starts praying and she starts saying please if anyone is out there listening we need your help and you keep praying, turn after turn after turn after turn after turn. And each time, you see you cut away to a little scene of one of the other characters you've met in the game praying for the team. You see uh, the main character's parents. You see Paula's parents. You see... Oh, I
3: forgot
1: about that. Uh, you see... Um, who some of the other people? Uh, I think you see the people in Mr. Saturn Valley. You see all these other people.
2: God, I want to play that game. It's so good.
1: <laughs> it's yeah, so I cool. do too. I do too. It's such a good game. Like, it brings your emotions And I know, out. Robert, you haven't played it, but like, I, to really help people understand why this is so good, it needs to be talked about some. And then, like, sure. this is the one part that I almost don't want to say anything about, because this part, literally, my brain melted as a kid. The literally. last prayer... It literally did. I had to go and get surgery. This <laughs> isn't my original You training. had to go to the theme
0: hospital. <laughs> 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 Which is from Bundy.
1: <laughs> uh, too good. So there's this one part in the game where you randomly get a call. You have a telephone that you carry around with you. And you pick it up and this character goes, Hey, I need to know your name. And you're like, oh, what, is, what, what? And the guy goes, your name. The one holding the controller. And it's like, <laughs> whoa, what the fuck? Yeah. Okay, all right, here's my name. And then they ask a little bit later on in the game, they're like, hey, we just wanted to double check. This is your name, right? And it doesn't. <laughs> it's, it happens far enough back in the storyline that it's pretty easy to forget about it. Until uh-huh. you get to this boss yes. fight. And the last prayer that Paula sends out... It sh- it shows up a little message. It doesn't completely decipher. It only shows a couple characters of your name at first. And then it starts to fill in more and more of the blanks until it fills in your name. And it shows your name praying to defeat the boss. Yeah, it was so cool. And it's wow. such a giant mindfuck of a moment. Because if you don't remember yeah. that the game asked for your name... That's it. You're, you're dead. Yep. You have a heart attack. It's over. And it's literally the game saying that you are praying for a way to beat this boss. And it is... It, it's just a, one of the greatest moments in a game that is full of great moments. I have It's to play incredibly this powerful. It's very, very... Again, it's that whole meta thing yeah. that that whole game does so well. And it all builds up to that moment right there.
2: Well, all is shit to compared play. to that,
0: just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, let me let me real quick, I got I, I love I like getting off tangents uh related to like smaller games and indie games cuz I'm a huge indie game fan and uh, Blake is too. Um this is kind of I'll just throw this out there. I'm not going to spend too much time on it. Another game, a game that I played recently that really does a lot of interesting meta stuff is actually an iOS game. And it's one of the few iOS games that I've played that I like, and definitely my favorite. It's called Device Six. Um, it's like a, uh, it's sort of like a text adventure, but not really. It's like you're scrolling the text of a book, but you're also scroll scroll through images, and then there's sounds that play, and it's also like a puzzle game. So you'll have to like do something with an image based on stuff that you read or heard elsewhere, and you have to like scroll backwards through the text to do stuff like that. Uh, and it, it just has a lot of crazy, it, like, it really breaks the line or, or blurs the line of, like, whether, you know, it's actually addressing you or if it's, like, it's supposed to be you playing or if, like, you're controlling a character or if you're just reading about a character. Um, so ch- check out Device 6. I just got to throw that out throw that out there. Huh. Anyway, all right. J- uh, Jay, what's your number two? All right, Blake, you're going to appreciate this. Secret of Evermore.
1: Ooh, I yeah. got it Bosses from that game, but I couldn't think of any good ones. My, okay, this one I got stuck at a lot. This one I was never
2: prepared for when I was younger. This one I died at a lot. Any ideas?
1: Um, it's towards blast. the.
2: It's past the last half of the game.
1: Past the last. Half oh, sorry, half. it's in the
2: last half of the game.
1: Um, God. acid rain. rain? Is it the uh, like the chess battle? Kind of no, I love that
2: one, too, though. No, okay. it's Verminator.
1: The rat on the boxes. <laughs> I, oh, in, uh, in the same world? <laughs> yes. It's in the third
2: world where you have the you have the poodle.
1: Yeah. So, I kind of remember that one. So, as you remember more,
2: I'm going to talk about it in a couple weeks. One of my favorite games of all time I'm going to play soon. It's just a great, great RPG. Um, this boss was such a pain in the ass because for the first time, you couldn't hit the boss with any melee attacks. You could only hit him with ranged attacks, and that meant that your dog, which was your sidekick, can't hit it either. So this rat is just sitting up on this box, and he just has a sack of probably human testicles or something. I don't even know. He just reaches <laughs> in and throws him up and casts Acid Rain, which does a shit ton of damage to you. So you basically, like most boss fights in that game, you can kind of like survive and, and kind of poke at the boss and then kite him. This boss is like, you have to burn him as hard as you can, otherwise he's going to kill you first. And it was like... I raged, like, a hundred times in this guy, like, when I was younger, so I could not beat it, but it's still one of my favorite bosses, because of how difficult it is, like, oh, God, so much fun. There's a lot of bosses in that game that I'll talk about, but just for now, it's a great, great game,
1: great boss. Man, um, like, if I had to pick any boss from that game, I would pick buying everything in the bazaar the first time. Oh,
3: right? It. Oh,
2: my God.
1: <laughs> oh, that's
2: so stressful.
1: It is. It's like, yeah. oh my god, I gotta go to talk to this guy. I gotta buy these things. I gotta get back over here. Oh my god, oh my yeah. god, oh my god. That's one of my favorites. I love Thorax, though.
2: Like, the first time people do Thorax, like, when I show them, like, remember the second time you fight him, too? It's like, people yeah. are like, this yeah. is such a cool boss fight. Like, essentially, what this is Robert, the first boss in the game, is this big ass bug, and he's got, like, a rib cage that, that you can hit. And you basically have to hit it enough time to where it opens up, and then you go inside and you hit his heart, and then he knocks you back, and you have to kind of rinse and repeat. But the boss will do things to prevent you from doing the cycle exactly like the same way every time, so it's just like it's really difficult, especially for a first boss. Like it was, I love that boss. Yeah, cool. Yeah, great game, great game.
0: All right, so here's your number one picks.
2: I swear to God, if it is another one, Robert, (laughs) I'm leaving this
1: call and I'm. I don't think this will be Metal Gear. I can't think of any bosses Uh -uh. that in Metal Gear that are on the same level as those two.
0: So my my favorite
1: well, boss battle of
0: all time in a uh, classic game is from Metal Gear Solid Three. <laughs> Are you
1: serious? <laughs>
0: yes. Oh my god.
1: Oh, I know who this one is going to be. Then.
0: Uh, Blake, don't say the name because I think the name is a spoiler. Though I don't remember exactly, but do you can no. you guess which boss it? Like you can describe yeah, it's where right. it comes. It's
1: a field of flowers.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. <clears throat> The field of flowers boss battle, which is <clears throat> excuse me, I'm starting to lose my voice a little bit. The final boss battle of Metal Gear Solid Three.
1: You didn't even put any thought or work into this list, did you? Yeah, he was just like,
0: I'll oh, play Metal Gear Solid. I forgot to do my homework. I had a hard actually, I had a hard time because I was trying to think of stuff that wasn't Metal Gear Solid because this doesn't is is well, Metal Gear Solid Three isn't actually ten years old yet. But I just couldn't come up with anything no else, and, and I felt so strongly about these that I just went with them. <laughs> But so the final boss of Middle Gear Solid 3, I'm not going to give away anything about who it is or really even what makes it so good, but it's just the way that it brings the story together in the end and ties it all up. And uh, just, you know, you learn a few things about, like, the, what's been going on in the story that you didn't know about before. It's, like, the best way a story has been tied up in a boss battle that I've ever played by far it's also the closest I've ever come to crying while playing a video game. Wow, I've actually gotten very close multiple times. We should talk about that sometime.
2: Actually, that yeah, should be that for next be... week. Three moments in video games that have gotten you close to tears,
1: gotten you to cry, or gotten yeah. you to almost cry. God, you want to say hard. No Final
2: Fantasy Seven because I will cry if we talk about that. Uh, well, there goes my list. Hey, All yeah. right, No middle you no Solid, man. No Final Fantasy Seven.
0: <laughs> Mine was uh, Fallout when I was fighting a rat for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's Uh, awesome.
1: Good answer, good answer. (laughs) Um, So so was that all you had to say, Rob?
0: That's all I can say about it, I think, without, like, huge spoilers, but oh, it's just such... And, like, the the, the mechanics of the fight are not even anything special. It's just the the way the story comes together is just amazing.
1: Uh, Alright, well, I guess that means it's up to me to recover from your damn... (laughs) Metal Gear Solid list. Like I love Metal Gear Solid, but come on, there's so many good boss fights, such as, and I'm just gonna go full spoilers on this one. This is, um, I'm gonna talk about Suicoden two.
2: Ooh, I don't know much about this series.
1: <clears throat> um, I'm gonna talk about one of the bosses in that, so I'll get into it in a little bit. I'm giving people time to maybe fast forward if they want, etc. Um, the boss from Suicoden two, one of the best boss fights of all time one of my absolute favorites is the fight against Luca Blight. And neither of you guys have played Super 2, no. have you? Never.
0: Oh, no, I've played God. uh 3 and I love that's actually one of my favorite RPGs that I've ever played, but I never really played yeah.
1: I'm not a big fan of three. But anyway, so no, right, I just, want to talk about this boss fight. So Luca Blight is a guy that's introduced really, really early on in the game. He is a psychotic asshole. Um, I'm going to actually pull up an image of him real quick here uh, for both of you guys. Let me see if I can find a really, really good one where he looks completely evil and nuts. Okay, pretty much all of these. That seems about fitting. Good. Good. Um, here is like the official art for him. He He's like... He looks giant. He's got some kick-ass armor. His hair looks pretty cool. And he's completely (laughs) psychotic. Like the first thing you see of him in the game is him telling some people in this town that he's attacking. (coughs) Uh, He's a prince, by the way. He's a prince. Oh, damn!
2: That's much more vivid.
1: Yes, that's him at pretty much his craziest, Uh, (laughs) looking his craziest.
0: (laughs) He looks like he looks sort of like uh, Ryu's animation for like some (laughs) vengeances.
1: A little bit, yeah. So, like, he's in this town. He's burning it to the ground. And he sees these. Uh, there's a couple people that are, have survived so far, and he walks up to him and he says, "Squeal like a pig if you want me to spare your life." So this this character gets on their knees. They walk around. They go oink 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 oink, while everyone that they've ever known and loved is getting murdered around them. And the, the Luca looks at him. He laughs and he says something like, "You're you're." Nothing but a pig. You don't even deserve to live. And then kills him. (laughs) I
2: was going to say he's going to kill him anyways.
1: Yeah. And he's just... He's literally one of the craziest villains. Like, he's on Kefka levels of being nuts. Wow. Yeah. So what happens is that you end up starting an army. And you're trying to, like, survive and crush the other armies that are coming after you. And uh, the prince, Prince uh, Luca Blight, is one of the people... That is coming after you. And trying to cut off your head. So you guy You lead him into an ambush. This is how the boss fight starts. You set up three. Different parties. To take this guy on. And this. This is the only time. Where this mechanic even happens in this game. You don't have multiple parties like this. At any other point that I can remember. But this guy is such an insanely. Bloodthirsty badass. That you're. Uh, military advisors, like, we need to ambush him, and we need to overwhelm him. (laughs) So, to start off, all of the archers in your army are hiding in these bushes. I think it's supposed to be... I don't remember how you lure him in there exactly. It's been, like, eight years since I played the game, probably. So you lure him into this forest. Dozens of archers jump out of the bushes and cover him in arrows. And he's like, Whatever! I'll be fine. It's not a big deal. I want to kill somebody. The archers all run off. He keeps stumbling forward through the forest, and that's when it moves on to the part where you fight him with three different parties. And he is still strong enough to kick your ass. (laughs) I was going to say, holy shit, that's crazy. He's wiping the floor with your parties. Eventually, you get him down through this phase of the fight, and it moves on to the next phase, where it's a one-on-one duel, which is something that the Suikoden series does a lot of. Uh, Robert, do you remember those? From yeah. So-
0: yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So it's this one-on-one duel of your main character against a guy that has been hit by a hundred arrows. He's fought like eighteen people at once, and he is still standing enough to come and kick your ass. So you do this one-on-duel, one-on-one duel with him, and you finally get him down, and he's, he's laying there dying. He's laughing at you. He's mocking you, saying you had to take an entire army to kill me. And he's just laughing the entire time. He's completely insane. He's one of the coolest boss fights in all of video games, especially in this series because this series doesn't do a lot of boss fights where it's like, look at how super strong this enemy is in this fashion that they do it. It was amazing. And then that... A slightly bigger spoiler that's like the halfway point of the game that's not even the final boss
2: Wow! I've heard that series is really good Suikoden so 2 is
1: definitely the best one that's a lot of people like too. 3 I thought 1 wasn't bad and then uh, 4 is apparently awful because of the encounter rate I think it goes up to yeah. 6 doesn't it? no it, goes, it ends oh, at 5, five? Okay. I actually
0: yeah. didn't know that
1: so yeah, Luca Blight, one of the craziest boss fights in all of video games. Is
0: he referenced in Swiggedin 3? Because I kind of I mean the name sounds really.
1: Let me um see if I can find his death speech really quick, see if there were any like really, really good lines. Oh, okay. Okay. There's the duel with him. My god, that guy is insane. <laughs> He's, like, telling you how stupid it is that you think you can end this war. It's, it's just amazing. I can't find any great lines right now, and I don't want to hold this up too much. So, uh, Jay? So, yeah. Oh, okay. Here, here's the big one. He says, sorry about that. He sorry. says, look at me. I am sublime. I am the true face of evil. And then he dies. Finally.
2: What a badass. He when I grow really up, I'm, I'm going to be
1: him. <laughs> Alright, so sorry. Jay, go uh, ahead.
2: So, we're going to end on a really high positive note. And we're going to talk about another boss from Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh. So, I'm still kind of teetering which one I, I want to talk about more. But I'm going to go with Gaffgarrion. F- oh, okay. Uh, that's uh, a yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, Robert just leaves. No, he dropped. So, <laughs> so, I don't want to do too many spoilers, but essentially, this character does some of the most fucked up stuff you can possibly do to another human being. And then he basically lures you into a boss fight where he has you outnumbered, outmanned, outclassed, outleveled. And it is the toughest boss fight ever, the one at the gallows. Holy shit, man. This boss fight...
1: That whole stage is seriously. so hard.
2: If you are... There's multiple boss fights with this guy, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. If you don't know this boss fight's coming, it can be one of the most frustrating things ever, just because he he literally outnumbers you. He has a class that... He has a special class that's incredibly difficult, and it's Final Fantasy Tactics, so obviously strategy helps, but man, when you get the killing blow on him finally, I always cheer. I'm just like, yes, like, God, this fight's over. I don't have to do it again until my next playthrough because it's just
1: the oh. crazy thing about that fight. Again, I don't want to spoil too much. Yeah, but that's what I'm trying to avoid. The, what really sucks about that fight is that in a lot of the Final Fantasy Tactics boss fights, when you beat the boss target, the fight ends. But in this one, in the Gallows fight against Gafgarian, you beat Gafgarian. He doesn't care. The rest right, of the rest of the still team
2: cannot. still comes after you, and they are not easy, because they have time mages who have offensive magic, and it's just... They're very, very smart. AI's, it seems like the is smarter in that fight for me, because like, they just bum-rush your freaking squishies and just decimate you, and it's just... yep. Oh, man. <laughs> it, like I was teetering between that and the fight with Velius. That's why I was laughing when you said the, the first
1: fight. The the other one, the fight... Oh! Uh, Velius, Uh The other two that I'm thinking of, yeah. Vigraf... That is one of the biggest fights in that game. You literally have
2: to burst him down. Like, there's no way you can yep. last more than like two seconds against him.
1: That one, the fight against Elmdor. Yes, I think is. Oh, is that the one on the roof? Um, no, that's the other guy. Couple. No, that is him. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, with the, with his two assistants. Oh, yeah, God, they hit so. Well, that moment in the game, like that one. I don't know if I'd count the roof one as a boss fight. Yeah, because it's like it is the really story cool. that's going on right there. That's a really crazy part of the game. Is
2: Final Fantasy Tactics is in my top top three, top two. It's just such a great game, but yeah,
1: it's probably my favorite game.
2: Boss fight Gafgarion, Gallows, number one on my list. Like I look forward to it in the sense of challenge, and I, I, I you know, there's a lot of gimmicky stuff you can do to win that fight pretty easily. I yeah. never do it anymore. Like I did it when I was younger because <laughs> I could not beat it otherwise. But yeah, my god. But I'm not sure what Robert wants to do for the next three for this week. But do you like the idea that we talked about for
1: um, the tearjerker moments? Yeah, I'd say three
2: top 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 three cheer, tearjerker moments.
1: I and I, I won't
2: use Final Fantasy VII because that's too too popular. I think.
1: Yeah. Final Fantasy 6 it is.
2: <laughs> it's okay, let's use Final Fantasy Tactics, alright? You want to play this game? <laughs>
1: Great. I'm even trying to think of like other games where I really get choked up at. And it's like, ah.
2: Uh... There's a couple. I mean, Final Fantasy Tactics for really me was, was a good one, so I might use yeah. that one. I'll look into it some more. But um, For those of you who didn't know, Robert dropped from our, our little call here. So um, I believe that's everything. Robert finished his list, I finished my list. And then so Oh,
1: we have uh, the happy moments or moments of zen whatever Robert was calling them.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you have one for this week? Um, I had a few, maybe. It's just kind of ran- like it was just kind of random, right? Like happy zen moments.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was it didn't have to be anything retro specifically. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. I I have some things I could talk about. Uh, do you have anything? No, I do not. Okay. Well, then I will not that we need to fill time right now, but I'll talk about all sorts of crap. I'll mention some of the other gray boss fights um, that I almost made, made it onto my list. For one, uh, since we talked so much about Metal Gear Solid, oh, um, this one is in a retro game fight. Uh, the, the last fight of Metal Gear Solid 4 was one of the most poetic moments I've seen in a game. It was an amazing way to end the series. And of course, now we're getting Metal Gear Solid 5. But whatever. I'm not even going to think about that. <laughs> um, it was just a great end to the series. When it was supposed to be the end. And I had an absolute blast with that fight. It was so, so well done. Uh, then next up, the fight against Magus in Chrono Trigger. Ooh. Either of them, actually. Technically, the second time he's not really a boss. But that first time, the lead-up to him with all the flames yeah. taking... Oh man, that whole moment. And the music, so good. The fight against Lavos, which I don't know if I'd <laughs> even say that's as good as the fight against Magus. But it has a lot of build-up, and it's a really cool fight with a lot of phases. I thought it was pretty cool.
2: Yeah, no, I, 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 I actually considered a couple of bosses from, from... One from Earthbound, which you... Oh yeah? Yeah, and then uh, yeah. a couple from...
1: Proto trigger oh, man. I'm then, back Welcome oh, back okay. Finally God this dickhead Over yeah, here I know.
0: My internet's <laughs> uh, My next
1: one Would be Arma From Demon's Crest Which is actually Kind of a cheat Of an answer Because you fight This guy Multiple times Have either of you guys Played no, Demon's I'm Crest No I not Oh my god This is a, such A classic Amazing Capcom game Um, this guy, what happens every time, it's like from a gameplay perspective, you keep fighting him. Every time you fight him, he has some kind of a new trick up his sleeve to win the fight. And then when you beat him, he gives you some kind of a power-up. It's just a really cool... For a game that doesn't have a lot of story or anything, it's actually a really cool gameplay and story-telling trick... Of like, you keep fighting him, he keeps getting stronger, but you're still stronger. You keep getting a new ability every time you kill him. Um, My next one, Dracula, specifically from uh, Super Castlevania 4. Because the music in that fight is uh, maybe the best Dracula fight music in the series. It's not a particularly hard fight or anything. But uh, the way that they do the scene and the way that they use the music is really, really great in that one. Uh, next up, have you played Star Ocean Two?
2: Um, I don't know which ones I played. I played a couple in the series.
1: Okay, uh, Star Ocean Two. The last boss of that game, I wanted to give honorable mention to, just because uh, it's an RPG game where normally the last boss in those games gets really, really easy because you get too damn powerful by doing side quest stuff. But in this game, the last boss can actually keep up with the rest of the enemies and the bosses that you've fought because there's a way to turn off his limiter, is what the game calls it. You have to do a very specific side quest early on, and after you do that side quest, there's another side quest you get to do that turns his limiter off, and he becomes, by far, the strongest enemy in the entire game. No question. And it's such a nice little thing that they throw in for the people that do all that side stuff that still want to go to the last boss and get a challenge. <laughs> uh, my next one, this is a real classic. I think, it, I think it's like one of the most classic boss fights to me. Bowser in Super Mario Bros. 3. Ooh. <laughs> oh, cool. That one almost made my list, but the other three, they were just too good to me personally. I think Bowser is one of the essential classic boss fights at the end of Super Mario Bros. 3. It's It's—it's not that it does anything special, it's just it, it does have really great music, for one. And it's an interesting kind of mechanic for the fight. It's very, very scary if you get there and you don't have a lot of uh, hits that you can take. And then you beat it, and it's Bowser. It's freaking Bowser. Yeah. It's an icon of gaming. And it's it, unlike a lot of the other Super Marios, uh, uh, well, specifically Super Mario 1, where you see Bowser over and over and over. This is the only time you see him in this game. And all of a sudden, you finally see him this first time, and this is it. This is the big moment. I've never beat the third one. I'll beat was... the first and second one. You've never beaten it? Mm-mm, I need Whoa. to. Whoa. Oh God. That's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then my next one, I don't know, I don't I don't think this one is even quite on the level of the rest of them, but it's uh, Ganon in Link to the Past.
2: Oh, I think to say Majora's Mask, so... <laughs> <laughs> he's not even in I know he's not, I do not want to fuck
1: with him. <laughs> Ganon in Majora's Mask, I thought it was the best much fight ever. It's a super secret one, you've probably never seen it. Uh, but the one in Link to the Past I think is really cool, <laughs> because, like... All of a sudden, he just kind of is there. Like, you know you've been chasing him this entire time. But then all of a sudden, you do one boss fight, and then boom, it's Ganon right there. And you jump in there, and it's got a lot of really cool mechanics to the fight, with uh, having to keep the torches lit and all this, having to use different weapons, having to have a couple of specific weapons to beat him and stuff. It's my favorite Link to the Past, and it's my favorite Ganon fight for sure. And that's that's all of the uh, bosses that I really had in mind that I was arguing. You had about. Some, you had some bosses. good
2: ones, even even though they weren't on your list. They're still really good ones.
1: Yeah, I think uh, out of those, Magus and Bowser are probably my favorite ones for sure. Yeah. And yeah, then I had I a I little got, uh, note that said Metal Gear Solid bosses. Question oh mark? God,
2: stop it! <laughs> nice. but, like no, no more Metal Gear Solid.
1: Touch on enough of no those. No more Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> So Did
0: all right proper, here, uh, number well, one, yeah. What, what was was I here for? That I dropped. You were not for. here for it.
2: It was it was about some Final Fantasy Tactics that you never beat because you're freaking stupid and you played with <laughs>
0: Metal Gear Solid. Okay,
1: okay. I'm sorry, guys. Fix it. All
0: right. So, so well, we well,
1: were well. just kind of doing our moments of Zen. We should have done the last
2: boss in Chrono Trigger to fuck with Robert. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that was one of my touched on in my, yeah, I uh,
2: my list. I should have my picked ex- that just to mess with him. <laughs> the mask in Majora's.
0: The last yeah. boss <laughs> in Chrono Trigger. That's good.
1: So, Robert, did you have a moment of zen for this week?
0: Um, I did, but however, um, I, I wanted to, we, we, we had another uh, listener mail Ooh, Ooh, that I want to okay. read real quick. It's, it's from the same guy, Shane Sanderson, who sent us an email last time, um, and this is what Shane said. Uh, hey guys, I just heard the new hot podcast. Oh, and we gave him a little shit for the subject line of his email was, how do? Oh, yeah. he said, <laughs> so he lives in the UK, and apparently that's actually an expression in there. Or in, in there. That's an expression over there. And he says it means how do you do or how are you? Oh, that's legit. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. He says, anyways, good good episode per usual. Been thinking about getting... Me and this guy are going to be good friends. Been thinking about getting the Metal oh, Gear Solid God. Legacy Collection myself. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Who stopped on the Metal Gear
0: Solid? Uh, so but... <laughs> I've only the first game, but I've heard the others are Ace. Um, he said, "He said I've played some of. Hey, we're going to be really good friends too. When you read, when you hear another part in a minute, uh, I've played some of my own recommendations lately. Fallout Two, which was one of the ones he asked about last time, which I actually, which I actually found extremely boring. Must be nostalgia making me think those old Fallout games were amazing, which is sad. Is Robert going uh, Yeah, also touched on okay. theme hospital is it's as good as ever, although harder than I remember." What? Your
2: mic was like, you were megatroning for a second. But you yeah, it.
1: your connection was shitting itself. You're okay now. No, it's not. Well, <laughs> or maybe he's gone. Oh, wait. Are we all back?
0: Are we all here? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think so. Are you? Okay.
0: Okay. I'm going to keep going off
2: the email. Can you guys hear me alright? Yeah, it's a little megatronny, but it's like
3: yeah. it okay, of, so so going in that.
0: Yeah. Okay. so Anyway, he said he's been kicking more ass on Chrono Trigger, but he's also feeling the grind from constant sleep-inducing battles. <laughs> <Ow>! <laughs> I never played it back in the day, only in about 2005, so maybe that contributes to my lack of love. Good oh, game though. Lord. I've also been playing lots of Doom on PS3, blah blah blah. Um, that's all I got. Looking forward to hearing how you guys got on with the games I suggested. Sad to hear there's no love for Silent Hill. I jizz over that series. (laughs) And he wrote, to jizz means to
1: ejaculate, (laughs) by (laughs) the (laughs) way. Oh, that's good. one fan. Oh, my God. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. (laughs) So, that's the email
0: for this week. (laughs) That's awesome. so I was going to I was gonna, um, going to how, how long have we been going? Because I had a
1: Um we're oh. around 2 hours right now. Yeah.
0: Uh, well I had, all, right, this, all right. Well I'll make it quick because I had a story that that's uh, so back to my mo- moment of zen for the ending. You guys have done yours. Mine No, is... I haven't
1: done mine actually. Oh, you haven't? Yeah.
0: Okay, then you then you get you go.
1: Oh, well, all right. I um I just want to say shout-outs to the Wii U for being the best current-gen system, even if Nintendo's stock is shitting itself right now. uh, It's got, as far as I'm concerned, the best game selection at the moment and the best game selection coming down the pipe. Um, I don't care much about anything that uh, the X-Bone and PS4 can do, because everything... They don't have any exclusives that I'm not going to be able to get on PC, pretty much the big one that I'm worried about, and Jay, please don't kill me. It's oh, kiss something.
2: God. I'm done.
3: <laughs>
1: so done. But Kojima has talked about wanting to do a PC port of it, so fingers crossed there. But, like, the Wii U has... Um, it's got Super Mario 3D World, which is an amazing platformer. It uh, it's got Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate, which I've been having a lot of fun with. Um... It's got down the line. It's going to have Bayonetta two. It's going to have the new Smash Brothers. It's yeah, going it to have is. a new Mario Kart, and the new Mario Kart. I think it kind of seems like Nintendo might be taking it back in a much better direction. Uh, it's got Wonderful one hundred and one, which I'm, which I've bought, and it's going to be here very soon. And God, what else? There's other games that I know I'm forgetting that are just great on that system. It's so good.
0: Very cool. All right, my I'm just gonna my my all I'm gonna talk about real quick is that I've been playing uh, Hearthstone, oh, which oh is God. the new uh, <laughs> the new like uh, the, uh, card collecting game from uh from Blizzard. You know, kind of like in the vein of uh, of Magic the Gathering and stuff like that. They just they've been in closed beta for a while, and they just opened it up so anybody can get in on the beta. And, uh, I'm, Jay, you've said you've played this a little bit, but yeah. not very much, right? Yeah, so I'm, I'm having, it's not your, I'm having tons of fun with it. Um, I, I, I've been, I've put in a lot of hours over the past week. I don't feel like it's one that I'm gonna get, like, heavily addicted to or anything, but it's definitely got that touch where it's like, everything just is, like, tweaked, just like, so it's just, everything about it is so much fun. And, I... usually when I finish a game, I wanna go right back in and play another one. So, uh check out hearthstone again it's free to play you know there are of course the microtransactions but nothing that you have to do nothing you know overly nothing nothing uncalled for as far as that goes uh and and that that, that's all i'm gonna talk about for this time since we've gone on for so long Um, with that with that uh being i guess all we have to say check us out uh our website ClassicGamingPodcast.com. Do a search for us on iTunes and give us a five-star review whether you like us or not. Follow us on Twitter, ClassGamesCast. Follow me. I'm on Twitter, KingOctavius. Check out, I don't know if Blake has pimped his stream yet, but check him out at twitch.tv slash Slackaholicus. And is that it, guys? Are we done with this episode? All right. That's it. Then we'll be back in about two weeks. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm not going to actually hang up the phone
3: this time.